When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Time. 
And I'm gon' shine, homie, until my heart stops. Go ahead, envy me. I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me. Hit it, I love it, the underdogs on top. And I'm gon' shine, homie, until my heart stops. Go ahead, envy me. I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me. Coming up, I was confused, my mama kissing the girl. Confusing the girls coming up from the cold world. Daddy ain't around, probably out committing felonies. My favorite rapper used to sing, check, check out my melody. I wanna live good, so shit, I sell dope for a full finger ring. One of them gold ropes, Nana told me if I pass, I get a sheepskin coat. If I can move through packs, I get the hat. Now that'd be dope, toast and turned in my sleep that night. Woke up the next morning, niggas just stole my bike. Different day, same shit, ain't nothing good in the hood. I run away from this bitch and never come back if I could. Hit it, I love it, the underdogs on top. And I'm gon' shine, homie, until my heart stop. Go ahead, envy me. I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me. Hit it, I love it, the underdogs on top. And I'm gon' shine, homie, until my heart stop. Go ahead, envy me. I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me. <laughs> Don't try to act like you don't know who we be, neither. We in the club all the time, so pop, pop off. Shady aftermath. in Beverly Hills indeed my good friends welcome to so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey this is Ryan it's Friday we made it to Friday how the week works uh, I've said this before but for new listeners um, I like to this isn't just like an entertainment podcast you also learn things there are, are five days in a work week it's Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday and so that's where we're at right now so congratulations to making it to Friday um if you do have somewhat of a normal job, and who knows what that means anymore, Saturday and Sunday are usually, that's, you know, you you do what you want with your weekend. So I hope you guys have amazing things planned this weekend, or just like laying on the couch or the bed, or just under a weighted blanket. I, that's my preference, but I hope you guys get to do something amazing that, uh, that, 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 you earned it after five days of working. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to have fun today. Uh, this show works best with a large uh, cocktail. Uh, alcohol preferred. <laughs> this, this show works best if you are sedated. This That's where this show really takes off. Uh, I want to remind people listening, if you would like an audio, I mean a video version of this, this will be on YouTube. Go subscribe to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. And I was trying to think of ways to, to sell the YouTube. And... I got I got two of them. These two beautiful blue eyes right here. Yeah. They're 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 real and they're spectacular. Uh it's it's the color of the ocean. And the thing is, depending on how angry I get, they'll get kind of bluer and bluer. But I was like, how do I describe these eyes? And I would say it's like it's like the eyes that launched a thousand ships. Like people have gone to war over these eyes because that's how beautiful they are. Uh other than that, I offer nothing to the YouTube audience. <laughs> yeah, watch out Jeffrey Star. I'm about to sell yak meat too. Watch out, Shane Dawson. Watch out, Tana 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 Mongo. I don't even know how to say that name, but she seems like she's always around. Could you imagine? Could you imagine like getting? <laughs> what if I 
get like a real big YouTube and I completely change and I start wearing like hair extensions and like eyelash. I mean, I just get, you know, totally different, but I don't think you have to worry about that. Anyways, for all you watching uh, at home on YouTube, that's cool too. You can do both. It's all amazing. Uh, Some business up top. Uh, Please uh, rate and review the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can leave reviews on both. Uh, It'll take just a couple seconds of your day, and it really does help. I say that for myself, but I also say that for other podcasters. If you do enjoy a podcast, remember, the freest thing that you can do to help that podcaster is to rate it five stars. Uh, I know also a tendency is to give a bad review because it's nice sometimes to voice your dislike of something. I get that. But try not to do it with this (laughs) Try not to do it with this one, with this pod. I can I can give you some other pods where you can take your aggressions out, but this one, let's let's be cool. Come on, man. Like what, what Countess Luann, like, come on. Don't be all like uncool. Be cool. Um I'm doing this earlier today than usual because uh I have to do round two of headshots tomorrow. And if you listen to the pod or the Patreon, which, hello, baddies, if you listen to any of those, I think I told the full story on the Patreon, but I had a horrendous headshot experience a couple months ago that, I mean, I've been acting and doing things uh, where I need headshots for like two decades now, like a long, a long ass time. And this, I mean, I sure we're coming out of COVID, so I gave room for it to be a little weird, but I had no idea. Like this was insane. And it kind of was like, do I even, like, maybe I will just, ne- maybe I'll never show my face on something again, so I don't need headshots. But my manager was like, no, you, you need headshots. And I was like, ah, shit. And so I'm getting them done again tomorrow. But I know this lady, and she was really nice. So I just, there's no way the weirdness from the last time with the last dude will happen with this lady. But I don't know if I can bring it. I don't know. Can I bring, like, send that positive, uh, sexy energy to me. <laughs> Because that's what I'm selling. I'm selling sex, you guys. Uh, So I got to do that tomorrow. So I'm doing this earlier than 11 p.m. at night. I ended the Kardashian one last night at like 3 a.m. Or I got in bed at like 3 a.m. And every time I think I'm ahead of schedule, I always just get so behind. Or like last night. I know a lot of people, if you don't listen to the Kardashian podcast because you hate the Kardashians, you're missing out. But like I'll get really upset like about the Tristan Thompson situation. And I will... I'll I'll freak out. Like I'll pause the recording and then I'll just kind of pace. I'll be like, oh, I'm just like Frankenstein. I'm just oh, bad Tristan, bad. I get really into it uh, because, and I'll just even talk out loud to myself, which I should be recording that. Where I'll be like, why? How is this possible? How did we? How did he do this five years ago and we didn't learn our lessons? I said yesterday, I blame myself more than I even blame Chloe. I should have made a louder stink. I should. I mean, I thought. I was pretty vocal in my hate. I mean, I've been hating this man for so long and uh, it just didn't do anything. This must be what like protesters feel like when they were like, oh, my God, is my protesting doing anything? And I felt really dejected yesterday because obviously me protesting about how much people shouldn't sleep with Tristan Thompson didn't do anybody any good. Like people are still out there actively sleeping with this man and Nick Cannon. Sorry, Nick had to bring you into this again, but it's just like, like, like we gotta, he's not gonna, Tristan's not gonna help. Like Tristan's not going to be the one to say no. So I need ladies, dudes, animal, whatever, like who knows what Tristan's into. I need everybody to be smarter than Tristan. I need everybody to be like, you know what? 
it would be nice to have sex with an NBA player, but, and I need you to think three steps down the line and go, you know what, Ryan, the the nice guy from the podcast said, don't sleep with Tristan Thompson. Why don't I do Ryan this solid and ask Tristan if he has any other NBA teammates that potentially aren't married or trying to get back with their ex? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying don't have sex. I'm not saying it, but, you know, I'm saying have safe, safe sex. Sure, that's another podcast episode. But what I am saying is don't sleep with Tristan Thompson. If you are about to sleep with Tristan Thompson, just know this about yourself. You're probably hot and you could sleep with other people pretty easily. So don't, you know, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't worry about that. Like he's, I, I still try to, I honestly try to think about these things as a human. And I always, <laughs> I'm always like, wait a sec. Okay. So you're that girl, right? And like, you know, the Chloe thing. So obviously Tristan's lying to this girl and going, yeah, you know, that Chloe thing, that's just for show, man. Like that's, you no, know, we got an open relationship which I'm sure he's like laying out BS like that. So what I'm saying is that like, what if I was that girl is that like, I would think like, Oh, this guy is a liar. And I don't want to blame the women in any sort of way that sleep with this man. Like, because I do believe a lot of it's lying. And of course, celebrities, we still have this obsession with celebrities. Some people will like fucking do a podcast about it five days a week, (laughs) but we do have this weird obsession where it's like, Then if you come in contact with a sociopath, they're going to use that because they know that you're going to drop, drop trow, which is, that's what I call sexy time. Hey, you ready to drop trow? Drop trousers. You ready to drop trow? Yeah. Let's get in that bed. (laughs) That's my Tristan. Hey, how you doing? I'm Tristan. Tristan Thompson. Put her there, buddy. Um, Tristan talks like a truck driver, basically. Uh, I just I just don't understand how this keeps happening because in my feeble mind that is that that thinks of everything somewhat innocently, even though I'm not an innocent, I still think of like, well, that's weird. Like, well, they're not in love. Like, I mean, like, he's a bad guy. Why can't everybody see? Why would anybody even want to sleep with him? You know, I'm sure he's good in bed. But guess what? Like, you know. Good and, good and bad. Listen, there's tons of great Netflix shows on that is pretty much sometimes equal to sex. I mean, at least at least the way I do it. Uh, ooh, that's kind of a cell phone. Never mind. Um, anyways, that's what I just going into the weekend. I don't I don't know if Tristan's going to be. I don't think he's playing basketball this weekend. So just be careful out there. You don't know if you're going to see him at like a cheesecake factory or a Panera or any kind of like a, like a Dave and Buster's, you know, you probably go like any kind of like high school area. Like you just got to be on the lookout for this man. Cause I believe he'll hit you with, do you want to have sex immediately? Like, Hey, so that I just want to say. And the other thing I want to say about the Kardashians that I keep thinking about is that one moment where Kim said, Pete, you know, Pete Davidson, uh, the boy toy, he, uh, Kim's like, oh my God, he's the sweetest. He got me dibs when we saw a movie, those little chocolate ice cream things. And now I'm obsessed with dibs. Now dibs is a, it's like a me thing. Like that's a, that's a us thing. Like that's not me and Kim, but like us, you, me, the audience, like it's not a fancy, it's like, it's normal. It's like, oh my God, like Kim, you're going to fucking freak out. I'll introduce you to pizza rolls. Yeah. You ever had a Hot Pocket, Kim? I'll fucking blow your mind. Like, that's what I keep thinking about. Like, she was like, oh, my God, Pete was the cutest. He said one day, do you want to go to Rite Aid and get ice cream? And she was like, 
I was so horny over that. And I was like, oh my God, I'll take you to a fucking public restroom. Like, let's go do a number two, like in public. Like that, that'll blow. Like that's like, I forgot to lead with my middle classness. Like I always need to lead with basic, like lead with, you know what I'm saying? Like I was just like, I, I, I'm trying to make a list of like the most basic things that I could do that could impress Kim Kardashian. Like I was like, Oh, you know what? Hey, do you want to watch um, a show with commercials? Like, yeah, we'll watch it straight when it airs on NBC with commercials and all. Like we won't even we won't bloop 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 on the deep. no no we will watch with commercials. She'd be like, oh my god, that's so hot. We usually just like watched it straight through or we got an advanced copy. I'd be like, no, we're gonna watch it with the normies, with the normal people. You know, like there's there's just there's no and it's like I'll take you to a twenty four hour fitness or an LA fitness. I'll you know I'll take you to these places if this is the shit you want. My parents there's like a Walmart near them in Gilbert and. You know, they have like $5 t-shirts that would blow your fucking mind, Kim. So, if Kim, if you're listening, this, it all awaits. It all awaits for you. All you got to do is just drop the signal. Drop drop a pin, Kim. I'm ready to take you to some of the most basic places that will blow your mind. Um, <laughs> okay, a couple of news stories before we get into the Beverly Hills recap. As we do, um, this is, oh, so Britney Spears. I don't know if you know about her. She's a pop star, kind of a legend, uh, recently was in a conservatorship up until recently, and always just seems to have the worst rogues villain gallery of, like, rogues villain. Like, you know, it reminds me of, like, Batman. There's always, like, these random, like, insane people that pop up in her life. You know, like her dad or Lou, Lou uh, Taylor or all of these people that we now uh, have known, but also like K-Fed, Kevin Federline, or Jason Alexander, not the guy from Seinfeld, but the guy that she married in Vegas like two decades ago, that one weekend, and all of a sudden Brittany was married, and then they were like, oh shit, Brittany's married, let's get her out of that real quickly. Well, anyways, Jason Alexander, Brittany is getting married today to Sam Ashgari, the, uh, the buff dude. Uh, and listen, there are so many rumors going back and forth about like, I already, I put, I did an Instagram post about this and it gets so exhausting because you post this thing where they're getting married today and Jason Alexander found the place where she was going to get married and stormed in there. Just like he stormed the Capitol on January 6th. That is true. Jason Alexander was at the Capitol riots. (laughs) Fun fact. And um, he got in there and he started uh, Instagram living, and uh, which is just incredible. And then he was taken down. He was tackled. And finally, I mean, he got in there, though. I was like, oh, my God, like, shouldn't the security be a little better than this? But I posted this thing and everyone's like, no, like, he thinks Britney's still in trouble. And like, he was trying to save her. Like, I'm like, dude, come on. Like, we've got to get as a culture, like. You know, also, allegedly, this guy seems like he's on meth a lot of times, you know, like, and actually I've heard that to be, you know, if you watch any clips of Jason Alexander up to this point over the last year, it just seems like he's just, it's like Aaron Carter reminiscent, you know, like, it's just a lot. Um, And he's very clear minded, because that's what happens when you're allegedly on a lot of meth. I know the truth. Anyways. She's getting married today, and this this dude shows up to, quote-unquote, save her. And I just feel like, listen, 
Britney's going to have mental issues for the rest of her life. I mean, I just don't know. But, like, could could at least just one day just people leave her the, like, flip alone. Leave Britney alone! As that one gentleman said so long ago, famously. Um, I, I just felt so bad. It just seems these people just keep popping up. And for them to get that, him to get into the actual venue where the wedding is taking place in that tent, I'm like, how bad does security have to be? Like, it scares me. Like, once again, we have another example of celebrities are not aspirational. Like, you think, okay, well, at least they have money for, like, top-tier security. I guess not. This dude is just able to, like, stroll on in there. And then he started introducing himself to people. Like, yes, hey, Jason Alexander, I'm the ex. I'm the ex. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> hey, I, I guess I do object. <laughs> like, he's all like, hey, buddy, put her there. Like, it is so bizarre to me. And it's like... The whole Britney story from top to bottom has been bizarre, and it just doesn't seem like it's going to quit. So I'm like, wow, there's still no stability there. There is no stability there. And and I just want things, for her sake, to die down, and, and hopefully that will happen. So uh, Britney should be getting married today. So, you know, she'll be Britney Ashgari. Beautiful. Rolls off the tongue. Uh, as of t- today, uh, I do want to recommend you guys to check out the Real World Homecoming New Orleans on Paramount Plus. I was a real big Real World fan, as you know, and I was just on uh, Hot Takes and Deep Dives with my buddy Jess um, and uh, and Jamie, and we broke down some of the season. And I just love, I love when we get to see these things decades later and kind of how people have changed or more likely than not how they haven't changed, which is even scarier. But uh, I was really fascinated because one of the characters, I always call them characters, even though they're real people, you know, one of the, the characters had to leave early or decided to leave early. And it was, it was sad. Like, you know, and it was, uh, I was like, oh, that sucks. Like, I, I like her. She didn't really get to do much in this uh, series. But I was like, that's bum- bummer. She's going to leave. And then she left. And then she said, okay, well, I watched the series. And uh, I just wanted to make these comments. And she she came out with Julie, who is was on the show, too. And they spent a lot of time on Julie in this uh this new show, and she's just wacky, you guys. She is just, I mean, ju- uh, to me, just one of those, first off, wants to be on TV, which you always, you're like, oh, shit. Like, watch out for the people that really want it. Like, they even asked in the last episode, who would ever want to do a challenge? And Julia's like, me, me, me. She's like sliding off, the, like, just the thirst. Like, I, will, I do, I do. And I'm like, of course you do. But then this Cast member Kelly made an Instagram post, which you can still find on her Instagram, which she was like, hey, here's actually why I left. Like this certain cast member, and she didn't name names, but it's obviously Julie, showed me a picture of her husband's erect penis. Uh, I asked her not to do this kind of stuff. And then on our day off, yelled at me and cornered me and said she was going to get me. And it seemed like she was trying to self-produce like and sabotage things. And... uh even said out loud that she had a plan to fulfill and Kelly uh, got scared. And she was like, you know what? I'm not, I don't want to be here for this. I have a family. I'm married to, to actor Scott Wolf. Like I don't need this. And the way they edited it, you didn't really get to see a lot of this. In fact, the time framing on this was that she had left, I guess, three days before they finished in the show. It makes it look like she left like the day before. And 
I hate, like, I still found this whole show really enjoyable or really eye-opening in some ways, but it frustrates me as well because reality, we want to believe is reality, right? Like, we want to believe. Like, you know, it, it, uh, you know, everybody always says, like, what, like, the NFL is rigged or the NBA is rigged, but college football and basketball is, is real, is where it's at, you know? And I guess you could say like Beverly Hills is kind of like the NFL. It's like it's like the big leagues. But then you have the other shows like the real world where you, you want it to be real. You're like, you know, like you realize that they're piecing things together. They're they're being slapdash with timelines. They're putting this day and acting like it's this day. All things that I get frustrated with because I think when you have an audience now that has been raised on reality shows that you need to really protect that and give them real. And give them real. Even if it means the first episode's kind of dull because everybody's feeling things out. Do you know, like, we're smart enough where we'd be okay with that? Or at least I know I would. I don't know if I'm speaking just for myself. But I'm a vocal minority, folks. I, I will pro... Just like Tristan, I will protest. Like, I feel like, yo, you don't... Like, let things happen. And also, the cast members, don't make things happen. Let things happen, you know? Participate in each other's lives, which is what the real world was based on. But I get frustrated when you're like, oh, okay, well, now this makes sense in some ways. But, like, show me the actuality of what it's like to come back after all of these years. And I got frustrated when I read Kelly's post because, it, you know, I still, like I said, enjoyed the show and recommend it greatly. But there's that frustrating part of like, what? come on, like, please, can one thing be real? Can one thing not be constructed? I get upset with like construction in these things. Like, I, I understand you want to keep things going and you want to keep things moving and, and all of this stuff. But I do, I don't like when we fudge around with timelines. I don't like, because the Kelly stuff that was in that Instagram post would have been fascinating to see play out on live TV for that to come out of like, you showed me your husband's erect penis to me, that would have been an amazing conversation. I'm not even joking. Like that truly would have been an amazing conversation. Like that's the reason she left. And I would have loved to have heard Julie, like be kind of like, instead of making, like they gave Julie a lot of time, like a a troubling character, a lot of time that they almost gave her like this weird, uh, fall from grace at the beginning of this season and then a redemption arc towards the end. And I just didn't need any of that. And I felt very false. And I just, uh, these are experiments, these, especially the real world and coming back, like these are experiments. So let them fail. And we would also, I think, find something entertaining about that, about people not being able to connect. Uh, entertainment value is not just through connection. Sometimes it's the most magical part of it is connection, but also entertainment value can come from things, uh, about butting heads, about not coming together about, you know, there was character Tokyo who used to be David, who did that. Come on, be my baby tonight, which is like top 10 hit in my head. Um, was that they said they were calling him out. They said, man, we still don't feel like you're really sharing who you are. Like, you know, you're kind of crawling back into your show. And I found that fascinating to like, yeah, leave that in. Like, call call that out. Like, leave that in. Don't add, you know, I, I like when people tell the truth and are honest about that situation because even David or Tokyo in that situation is being honest by pulling back. You know, like he's not trying to force like, hey, here's the razzle dazzle. Um, so anyways, but I do recommend that. So Real World Homecoming is still on Paramount+. Plus. You can get that at any point. Uh, streaming is amazing that way. I don't know if you guys are aware of what streaming is. <laughs> 
aware of what streaming is. It's fascinating. Um, okay. Some other quick uh, quick hits. Rebel Wilson, you guys. Do you know Rebel Wilson, the British comedian? Um, you might know her from the Pitch Perfect movies and a lot of other comedic movies. Uh, but she today, you guys, just came out. She came out while debuting romance with girlfriend Ramona Agruma. Now, when I think Ramona, I think singer. But now I'm going to think rebel wilson girlfriend uh she shared that she is living her very own fairy tale romance with clothing brand founder ramona like why does it always got to be fairy tale romance? like yeah i'm like hooking up with this person it's like fairy it's always fairy tale like no fairy no let's just be real so she uh she came out on instagram and she was like i guess i wasn't looking for a prince all along i was looking for a princess now I, congratulations. That's awesome. I will say the thing that annoys me about Rebel Wilson, though, is that she is one of those people that I talk about on the Daily Mail, my favorite news slash gossip entertainment website that I just – you guys can get the Daily Mail app, and it I'm on it, I'd say, like four hours a day. Um, just love to scroll, love to see it, if it'll update. But they'll do some things. Like they'll have um, – like little things that since I read it so much that they keep coming back to like Ireland Baldwin, Alex daughter and Kim Bassinger's for some reason, always on the daily mail. Ireland Baldwin doesn't do anything. Like she doesn't do anything yet. She always pops up on the daily mail. There's this other girl, Demi Rose that is like, like a button boob model. I don't know, but they always have her and like, I don't even, I don't think she does anything. She just all of a sudden popped up on, Daily Mail all the time, and I'm like, oh, these people must like pay PR or something. The other thing that's really funny, I'm about to do a TikTok on, is that Daily Mail is obsessed with Colin Farrell's arms. Now, this is a super specific one, but it's been for years. Colin Farrell's arms. I this sounds insane, but I picked this up like a like a year and a half ago. I was like, they'll be like Colin Farrell. Uh, shows off his muscular biceps on a hike in Los Angeles. I'm like, okay, well, one time, that's fine. And then you're like, Colin Farrell getting a speeding ticket with his muscular arms. Like, they keep bringing up that he has toned arms. They'll be like, or they'll always do tot tummies for girls, T-A-U-T, like, ah, Kendall Jenner and her tot tummies. Like, it's like they love, the, they, they love tot tummies. Like, Daily Mail's like, is there a way we can use Tot Tummies more? But Colin Farrell's arms, they're obsessed with. But Rebel Wilson, they're obsessed with her weight loss. And they'll always be like, Rebel Wilson shows off her eight kilo or however the British talk about weight. And I'm always like, what does that even mean? I'm so dumb. I'm like, eight kilo. I, I'm too lazy to go search out the metric system and whatever the F it is. And, uh, but... I always like who's who's doing this. Is Daily Mail willingly doing these articles, or is Rebel Wilson's PR going? Hey, I've noticed you haven't mentioned Rebel Wilson's weight loss in the last three days. Would love an article because I'm telling you, it's weekly, if not daily, a Rebel Wilson weight loss article. So now I'm really excited because now we can get a lot of Rebel Wilson lesbian or bisexual articles, which is just a change of pace. After hearing about Rebel Wilson and her weight, which is also amazing, amazing weight loss. Awesome. Love it. But I feel like I've now it's been three years of the weight loss. Like it's at a certain point, when is it just who she is and not 
how much she lost. Like, like, can we be like, this is her? Like, is Daily Mail going, we just keep saying it in case she goes back. Or, like, this is to keep her honest. Like, at a certain point, like, I'm good. I get it. She lost weight. We, I know. I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Inspiring. But let's move it on. Like, so I'm really, I hope the Daily Mail can change its tune and just go, Rebel Wilson, big time lesbian. Let's, let's, let's write about it, you know? Uh, also, Chris Lee knows best, which I was talking about a week and a half ago, because Chris Lee is up on trial, and then one of his old partners came out and said that they allegedly had a man-on-man sexual relationship. They had a man-on-man sexual relationship. They had a homosexual relationship. And I was saying, listen, I've always been very upset when Bravo will put Chris Lee knows best on at, like, midnight when they should be playing housewives like they're like dude you have in-house material that you produce that i would much rather like why are you putting chris lee doesn't even originate from here and you're giving me reruns no thank you but then i was like a couple weeks ago i go whoa 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 this guy's having like affairs on his wife with dudes and he's got this weird ass like uh, like i'm in does chris lee knows best cover this like if they're covering this dude having gay affairs i'm like i'm in man Chrisley knows I it's like Ryan knows best about watching Chrisley knows best. I am in. Like I'm like, yes. Um I, I found out that that is not what the show is about, unfortunately. Maybe it could be, because this is huge. Um Todd and Julie Christie Chrisley, her uh they're married. They uh they were in a big uh fraud lawsuit and court trial, and uh they were found guilty of 12 counts of fraud and tax evasion. Uh, And this could be a lot of prison time. Uh, He took a bunch of his phony documents to the U.S. Attorney's Office and told them we had committed all kinds of financial crimes like tax evasion and bank fraud. Todd Chrisley claims ex-employee Mark Braddock intended to get revenge on the couple. This is the guy that he had the homosexual relationship with. Um, And that got their attention all right. But once we had a chance to explain who he was and what he'd done to us, they realized it was all a bunch of nonsense and they sent him on his way. He persuaded a different set of investigators at the U.S. Attorney's Office not only to reopen the case, but also to grant him immunity from prosecution for his own crimes and bring charges against us. However, that's Todd's. That's. Mr. Chrisley's big explanation. However, the government alleged during the trial that Todd and Julie um, obtained more than $30 million in loans by lying about their wealth and earnings. So they would get loans based on saying like, oh, we make $100 million a year, so give us a $30 million loan. And then they declared bankruptcy so they wouldn't have to pay that loan back. Um, So right now they're at home on bail until uh, they're sentencing. And it says you may you must pay all or part of the cost of the program based upon your ability to pay as determined by the probation officer. So um, they were remanded to their home on bail, providing specific rules, which include include location monitoring, home detention and spending caps. That's got to be tough on him. Spending caps. This is a little Erica Jane reminiscent. Um, So I guess we're going to. uh, We'll get we'll get the verdict. Now I'm like fully invested in this, and they're probably not going to even cover it on the show. But I will say they have not taken the show off the air. In fact, uh, they made an announcement today that they will keep airing Chrisley Knows Best. Um, so I, I do like that we kind of at this point as a culture admit like, listen, I don't care. 
Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> hey, man, I don't care if this guy's a crook. I don't care if he cheats on his wife. Give me that show. <laughs> Give me that show. I want I want my crystal nose best. Like, I love that we're like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care. I want to keep... And the, 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 the production company and the network's like, you know what? We need material. No, I don't care. We're going to keep airing it. The best thing you can do in pop culture, if you've done anything wrong is just keep going. Just keep going. Act like you didn't do anything. Just keep on the path. People will forget about it. People won't care. We are getting to a point, though, and it's kind of weird and scary and exciting where you're like, yeah, like I can do fucked up shit and nobody will care. All I have to do is just keep my head up and just keep on going. Have an excuse, but don't really rely on it too much. Just go, hey, just doing my thing. I love everybody. And I love the Lord. <laughs> so keep an eye on that. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know on Monday if we have any updates with our pop culture roundup. Um, let's see. Lastly, um, I always say lastly, and then it's never lastly. I'm just a bastard. Um, oh, you guys, I now at night, I've not been turning the TV on because I've been watching it all day for the show. But I do watch my TikToks, my, my Tiki Tacks. Um, and last, like they'll always say they're like kind of develop, like they, the, everybody talks about the algorithm, the algorithm on TikTok's amazing. It really knows who you are. And, uh, you know, at first you get like, kind of like girls showing their boobs in tight tops, not like actual boobs, but I mean, they're boobs, they're actual boobs, but they have a top on, you know, what you guys know what I'm saying? And, uh, like pimple popping videos, which I strangely liked, like, I don't really get any of those anymore. Now I'm wistful for the days of the pimple popping videos. I, I actually enjoyed them, but everybody would be like, Oh my God, you know, I got to nun talk last night and I, I got, I got a bunch of TikToks of nuns and I was like, Oh, will I ever get to, and last night, you guys guess what I finally got to prison TikTok. Yeah. Your boy, the bad boy of podcasting, got a little video in his feed, my For You page, where it was a lady asking for pen pals. And she, like, blows a little kiss. And, like, she's on one of those, like, hey, this is uh, Julie, prisoner 79354, uh, just looking for some real cool pen pals out there. Yeah, you can get the something out. Like, there's an app you can get. And it has the address to the correctional facility. But then I think she was also hinting at, like, you can leave some money on uh, on my books, which we we kind of know. If we pay, pay attention to movies and stuff, you always, like, you know, leave money so then get a Twinkie or something, like some ramen. Uh, which, by the way, there's a great reality show on Jailhouse Life called Jailbirds on Netflix. Came out about four years ago. Awesome. They At this prison, it was like like a building with like 10, 10 floors. And they would run what they called kites through the toilet system and kites were just messages like love letters. So you would like the men's and the women's prison, like it would connect through this kite system or they would like talk through the toilet. So you would put these cups. If you, this is a great YouTube thing. I'm, I'm making the cups. You guys, I'm, I'm doing space work, uh, like a mime. You take the cups and you'd be able to like, Hey, what's going on? Who's down there? And they'd be like, Hey, this is Julie. What's going on? Hey, this is Bobby. I'm so lonely. I love. And the people would have full-on relationships through this. It was amazing. I was like, they're literally falling in love through the toilet, which is kind of what I think like the Kim and Pete relationship might have been. By the way, Kim, that's an idea too, man. Date a prisoner. Date a prisoner. Blow you off your ass. Like, 
Uh, last night, he sent a love message through the toilet to me. I've never, it just, I'm so horny. I've never experienced something like that before. <laughs> but it would be wild because you would like wrap up the note in like a Ziploc baggie and then it would come through the toilet system and then it'd be like unwrapping the baggie and then, you know, get the note and they'd have like a stack of these notes. And it reminds me of that Jurassic Park, like somehow life will find a way. <laughs> You know, it's like, like you could even ca- like you can even put people in a prison, but somehow we will find a way to do weird shit, to like communicate and try to find love and all of that. It's very inspiring in some ways. Speaking of that Jurassic Park, I hear that new movie is dog shit. No offense to the dinosaurs. I'm, I know I'm, you know, I'm not trying to make fun of Lisa Renna here, um, which we'll get to. There's a lot of Jurassic Park endorsements in this week's Beverly Hills. But And remember, guys, timestamps. If you want to skip right to the Beverly Hills, how dare you? But I get it. Just use the timestamps. Um, but I hear it's horrible. Like, I hear it's a mess. And that sucks because they have Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill. They have the old cast mixed with uh, the Christian guy, the Christian man, the, the, the guy that's married to the Schwarzenegger kid. Why am I blanking on that dude's name? He was in Parks and Rec. He's, he's like a big movie star. Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm just going to name everything he's ever done. I don't... Chris Pratt. There you go. So anyways, it's horrible. Go see Top Gun. <laughs> go join Scientology. Just do that. Um, okay. Let's get into it. Um, yeah, anyways. So Prison TikTok. I did want to say, though, did should I... Like, then I was like... Then I was like, I don't need anything else on my plate. But then I was like, should I write? Should I get a prison pen pal? Like, maybe that's what I've been looking for, all the, like a prison pin pal. Like, but then I was like, oh, you won't mail the letter. You'll even write it out, but you won't mail. Like, I can't see me mailing something. I'm just bad at shit like that. Like, I'd write out the letter. And then I was like, what if the pri-? Then I really took this down a rabbit hole when I was trying to go to sleep. I was like, okay. So I send the letter because she said she was looking for, like, some cool people to communicate with. And I love that my mind was like, ah, oh, she'll probably think I'm a dork. I'm walking around a free man, and I'm like, she's going to think I'm a dork. Like, I'm sitting here going, like, I hope you, like, I'm already hoping this prison TikTok person, or this prison TikTok prisoner that wants people, like, likes me. Like, I'm like, hey, am I cool enough for you? Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, could you imagine, too, they probably have access to podcasts there, and she's like, I listened to your podcast? Um, I didn't get it. (laughs) I didn't get it at all. What are you even talking about? (laughs) That's so weird. You're so weird. Or it'd be like, I like Danny Pellegrino's better. I do. It's just, it's, it's shorter. It's tighter. He's just, he's a good, he's a good egg. (laughs) He actually is an amazing egg. And by the way, go buy his book if you haven't already. Uh, How do I unremember this? That's a big Danny Pellegrino plug. Um, Okay. Uh, Reviews did check. YouTube check. Um, Oh, my buddy Samaj Bloodson from the Patreon. Uh, He is looking for a job. If you are in the, I think, D.C. area, any of that area, and you have a job for Samaj, he got laid off last week and he's a really good dude really hard worker so if you have any if you have anything for him just email so bad it's good with ryan bailey and i will make sure you know he seems like a great guy like i've talked to him a bunch over the last couple of years and so we always always want to help out people because that's the one thing that's for sure uh taxes death and that we will all go through a lot of struggles in life so we try to help when we can uh, finally, the Patreon, we finished this, uh, all the Patreon names that, uh, we got to, uh, I did this thing where you do baddie shout outs. We call ourselves the baddies. It's, 
pretty badass. And I said, oh, yeah, you know, let, let me know what your code name is and I'll read it on the air. And I've been doing it all week. So I wanted to finish up uh, the week. Uh, this is Anna. Uh, Anna Barron says, can my dog Penny, badass bitch in Puglish, Cardamon, please get a shout out? She had surgery today and is recovering watching Real Housewives of Dubai now. I can't attach photos to this comment, but I'm sending Ryan Medita a DM with this photo. And I did get the photo, Anna, um, on uh, DM and your dog is beautiful has a cone over the dog's head right now so we are pulling for penny badass bitch and publish uh, we got Christopher Mousecock Bor- Barnes Christopher Mousecock Barnes solid name Christopher I always like to go by horsecock but you know Mousecock awesome too we've got Amio uh, uh, wants a do over can I get a do over since you said my name like the teacher did the first day of fourth grade and I got teased for years oh my god I'm so sorry, Emily. Uh, so e- Emily, a.k.a. Badass Fabulous Bitch, Joanna Lane, a.k.a. Amio, not Emmyho. Yes, I got triggered, but it's funny. Please don't feel too bad, Ryan. Well, now I feel bad. How- I'm so sorry. I just, wow. I'm like a high school bully again. I never was a high school bully. I got bullied. I think you guys can tell that. We got Lucy Soaking Schultz. I love soaking. We just don't talk enough about anymore. Talk about Mormon TikTok soaking. We just, uh, anyways, uh, howdy. I'm lick you from front to back. Laura, how we doing? That's great. Austin. Remember, I'm going to lick you from front to back. And I lost my, I lost my lunch. I'll never be able to eat food again. We got Bonnie. Hey, I just want to take another look at you. St. John. Hey, I just want to take another look at you. I'm Bradley Cooper. Hey, we got Courtney, the white Kanye Wetzel. We got Nancy sucks dick, (laughs) sucks dick in locker rooms. And we got reality with Krista grammatically fucked in Rantical Marie. We got cat lady Rita. We got Erica summer moon Marie. Uh, we got Marissa saying, when is this happening? Marissa, it's happening now. Uh, we got, uh, Andrea flipped my flipped his car six times and landed down an embankment in the snow and sprained my ankle robins um and uh i think that's it if i missed you guy if i missed anybody please just uh i'm sure you'll let me know and i'm happy to say it uh next week so thank you to the patreon members if you want to participate in fun little games like this join the patreon for just a couple bucks a month you have access to over like 160 podcasts that have not been on the main feed it's way too much like i'm i'm this is insane what i do and i i don't want to apologize because i'm proud of it but i do realize it's very weird and i'm just looking to be discovered (laughs) okay you guys beverly hills This is called In Hot Water, Season 12, Episode 5. Now, In Hot Water, uh, if I was a betting man, we always want to look at the title because it gives us clues. So in my In Hot Water, I was like, oh, my God, they finally arrest Erica Jane. Like, this, she's in hot water, finally. Turns out it's not about that. It's a playoff of Sutton saying that she likes all races and ethnicities in her hot tub. (laughs) I'm not joking. I'll say, I'll say, I love everybody. Uh, I love, I love... (laughs) I love everybody. I love to get them all, all in my hot tub. I'll say, I'll say, get a lot of nice bouillabaisse, if you will. <laughs> so the summary of this, uh, they write, is Kyle and Garcelle attempt to get to the bottom of the alleged dark comments Sutton made a year ago. Like, they, even they should be ashamed when they have to type out a year ago. It was a year ago. But Crystal refuses to divulge what was said. And then it says Lisa suffers a devastating loss. 
We always start these uh, episodes on Bravo. They'll be like, previously on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And uh, we have uh, we have Dorit. Oh God, I don't know why I'm laughing. We have Dorit telling her therapist, I'll never be the same. <laughs> no, Dorit telling her therapist, it's just right now it feels like beep boop bop beep boop boop boop. I feel it's very far for me to where I feel I need to be. I feel like I have a lot of work to do. Because at the end of last week's episode, it was more like a really dark scene where she was like holding these like e-meter things, like eye therapy which I, you know, hey, you know, I what I was thinking about, like she's trying this like kind of therapy where it's looks like there's tools involved, and I was just, you know, because I know BetterHelp is sponsoring the pod this week. You know what else is good therapy? Just therapy, <laughs> you know, like just where you talk out with somebody that actually like a PhD or like I went to school for this. Like it's like you're not hooked up to electrodes. You're just talking to somebody that is listening. And that knows uh, the human psyche and human behavior. Like, I love it. It's like, I would rather be hooked up to 30 machines than just tell somebody my feelings. I would like to experiment with electricity. <laughs> beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Which, by the way, I don't know if anybody's watching Obi-Wan Kenobi over on that Disney Plus, that Star Wars show. I'm not loving it. Like, truly, I'm not loving it. Like, it's... I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like, and when I don't like something, I always, it's like that prisoner TikTok where I'm just like, ah, must be something about me. This is probably amazing, but I do not like it. And what's wrong with me? I always take it like, you know, which means I probably am like a narcissist, but like a negative one, like a, a self-hating narcissist. Is that possible? Anyways, um, I keep like Dorit needs to be on a star. Like she could be a part of the star Wars universe. Cause she has like that, undetermined accent of like, you know, I always, that's why the voice came from was C-3PO. It was like, Master Luke, Master Luke, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. That's where, like, Dorit always like, PK, PK, beep, boop, 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 little Jagaloo, Jagaloo, please, please help your mummy. <laughs> like, I love she calls herself mummy and she's from like Indiana or something. Like, you know, like it's, it's interesting. So uh, the recap from last week, you have, uh, you know, Dorit suffering that uh, horrible tragedy still, which, by the way, is still I even like I believe that Dorit went through this and even I am like I'm like over it. I'm like, OK, we got it. Five episodes in. Listen, let's let's pull ourselves out of this. Like, you know, like she brings it up a couple more times and I'm like, Oh, this is going to be like the whole season. Isn't it? Like we're not, it's like there's, she's going to be triggered every episode. And I'm probably, if you do go through that, you probably are triggered every day, but I guess that's just where we are as a society too, where I'm like, I don't want to watch it. (laughs) I don't want to see it. (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) I liked it the first couple of times and now I don't like it. I, it's lost its luster for me. Move on to get better. Uh, <laughs> so, um, we also had Kyle, uh, meeting Diana for the first time. And she's like, Oh my God, you have so many of those Cartier rings. And Diana's like, it's called nouveau riche. When you go from poor to rich so fast, you pile it up. Eh? And she really does. I was relooking at that scene with all the rings and, it really, there was a character in the 80s, you guys, and not a character, he's a real person named Mr. T. And he was on the show called The A Team. It was like, I'll pity the fool. He's awesome guy, awesome. But he would always wear all these huge amount of jewelry, 
you know, and rings and all that. And that's what I was like. Diana reminds me of Mr. T a little bit of like, I pity the fool. <laughs> no, that's to read like, I pity the fool with all my nouveau rings. <laughs> so bad. I'm not good at X. <laughs> I pity the fool. These are my good. Anyways, this is a lot of rings. Like, and I, listen, I don't know how to dress myself and I don't know what is fashionable to women. But like, even I was like, that seems like a lot. When I was looking at it, I was like, that's a lot. Like, it's only like, it's a Johnny Depp amount of jewelry. Let's leave. I was talking with Heather McDonald this week, which wasn't she awesome. Please go let her know if you liked that interview. Uh, I, I, we were talking about like how long it takes Johnny Depp to get out of the house. Because if you look at any picture of Johnny Depp, even this week, I was looking, I was counting the bracelets. I think I counted like 35 on one wrist. And I'm like, those gotta just stay on him. The, and all of the, like he's, or is he like taking each off? Is he adding to it? Like, is it, is eventually just going to go up his whole arm up until like the neck? Like what, what is going on with those bracelets? But Diana reminds me a lot of that where I'm like, you don't need that many. Like, and if, and if you're trying to portray the wealth that you have, just wear a sign, like a little name tag. This is Diana, 80 million in the bank. Like, just let us know. Like, I don't even need, because it's got to be a pain in the ass. It's got to weigh you down at a certain point. If you're trying to let us know you're rich, just tell us. Like, just tell us. Or like, have production go, will you put up a little thing that says I'm rich? Um... Uh, then we have a scene where, uh, from the first episode where Kyle's house and Dorit's explaining the break-in and Dorit's like, when he saw me, he put a gun to me and I was just hunched over and the other guy just said, fucking killer, just fucking killer. I do want to say nobody has given me the police report yet. Uh, but Laura Rummel said, she, I think she was looking into it, but I, I am curious about, cause people are saying the gun wasn't in the police report, but here it is saying, put a gun to me. And Kyle, of course, cried, no. Uh, don't say that, Kyle. <laughs> oh, that's got to look horrendous on YouTube. <laughs> don't say that. Like Kyle, Dorit's like, damn, bitch, let me, let me cry. Please, Kyle, you're overdoing it. You've got that Halloween magic on you right now. Please. I know you're in the movies, but let me have a scene. And uh, Kyle's like, <laughs> Dorit. <laughs> Dorita, also the scene with Dorit in the car on the way to Sutton's uh, party going like, I spoke to Lisa Rinna. And she reads a text that Lisa sent to her, said, I was just told Lois had a stroke, so I'm going up to Medford. I don't know any more as of now, but please keep her in your prayers. And uh, Dorit goes, it's just about making her comfortable at this point. Um, And just, by the way, trigger warning, if you didn't watch the show, that Lisa's mom does pass away in this episode. Not on screen, thank God, but... It happens in this episode, and I will treat that with dignity and respect as it deserves because that's just horrible and very sad, and her mom seemed like a real light. Uh, so then Garcelle to Crystal at Kyle's in La Quinta. Um, Garcelle going, when you and Sutton had your thing, it felt like no matter what she said, you were going to say, Crystal, are you that girl? Are you that girl that doesn't see color? And Crystal was like, there was a lot more said that was very dark. Which now leads us to where this mess that we're in now about the word dark, the meaning of it, what actually Sutton said. Garcelle in a scene to Sutton at Sutton's boutique party saying what she had alluded to was something that would change our dynamic, Sutton. If you had said something crazy, Sutton gives a inhale slowly. 
And then Kyle stating to Crystal, you all of a sudden brought up that Sutton, that she said something so dark and horrible, leaving it open for people to guess people would assume the worst. Crystal says she said something problematic. Now we're not even saying dark, we're saying problematic. Problematic's a huge buzzword lately. For the last couple of years, problematic. Problematic. By the way, a shout out to Juliana Carraza, who did the notes this week, uh, and they were even better than last week. She transcribed this thing beautifully, and it saved me so much time. I was able to watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills twice, and I just took some little notes because her notes were so damn good. So I I was just able to really watch and kind of Take it in on a different level than I've been able to even do. I love it. So you're going to get an even better recap than you usually do because I was really mind-melding with these late. No, but Juliana, if you're listening, and I think you are, thank you so much because these notes, like, you even not, you just knocked it out of the park. You, I mean, like, last week's was great. This week I was like, damn, like, it's even better. Uh, we go into the tag li- taglines, and I want to point out this is the moment when I was realizing – the Jurassic Park logo for the new Jurassic Park movie is in the top right hand of the screen at multiple points. For we're talking like 10-minute jags throughout this episode, and it's really disturbing because I'm like, first off, Bravo, I know we all like money, but Jurassic Park, is that part of the Bravo brand? It's like when they air Harry Potter. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, what do we do? Like, what? let's keep this... Like, don't put your chocolate in my peanut butter. I just want the peanut butter. So we had this Jurassic Park logo, which I was like, oh, my God, is this also, like, subtle shade about Rinna? Like, or are they saying the ladies of the dinosaurs? And then I was like, no, they're just advertising the movie. But I just love that it's like us Housewives viewers are like, wow, what did Sutton say? Wait a sec. What's that dinosaur? Oh, honey. Jurassic Park's in two days. We got to check it out. Back to Sutton. <laughs> so we have the taglines and uh, Erica's just always will stand out to me. Like, I have, n- I have nothing to hide and nothing to lose. And that makes me dangerous. <laughs> I have no money and no new clothing. And that makes me poor. <laughs> so we start with, uh, we see a banner that says Ventura County, California, 35 miles north of Malibu. I love that for everybody uh, watching these with a map. You know, like, okay, I'll cross that off. 35, okay, I'm going to check that. Okay, now I know where they're at. Uh, Garcelle's getting out of her car and says to her sister, Chantal, I'm excited to be here. I'm so happy you're you're here to get to see it. Come on in. And we see this dilapidated, beat-up shack. And I was like, oh, my God, they're at Erica's place. This is, they're at Erica. Why is, why is Garcelle bringing her sister Erica's? Turns out it's not. It's in Ventura County. I was like, what? You're not, this isn't Erica's shack. Um, Garcelle and Chantel enter a rundown looking house. It's beat up. They start going through the rooms for a tour, but it, it looks like a crack den. Uh, no offense to crack dens. The camera pans around the living room, fireplace, kitchen. There's a white fridge in there. We white fridges are bad. Uh, Garcelle points out the bathroom. Again, the camera pans to like peeling paint, rusty steel doors. I got tetanus just watching it. Um, Broken fences. And Garcelle says, isn't it crazy we bought a house just to knock it down? And Chantal says, it's all about the location. And Garcelle says, everything is basically going. It's for the property. And at this point, I was like, well, this is kind of rude. Like, 
Why didn't Garcelle at least offer Erica a chance to stay here? This seems a little nicer than where she's at right now. A little more space for her and Mikey and Leia, her assistant. And I just thought it was rude. They're like tearing it down. Like offer it to Erica first. Like this boy is 1200 a month. Like, come on. Like that's rude. Uh, Garcelle says everything basically is going, but it's for the property. Chantal says, yes, that's the only way you really get to see the value of the property. If everything is knocked down, like even just hearing about it, it's just so much work. Like I want everything just done. Which is just one done. Garcelle in a talking to head says, I didn't get to grow up knowing anyone who owned more than one home or even owned a home. So buying a beach house is a pretty big deal. My vision is to build at least 2,700 square feet. I want to go up. I want to have different decks. I want it to be modern. I want it to fly. <laughs> and we see these plans. They show the plans and it looks awesome. And I was like, how could they even do that with that? But it's like, that's wild. And I was like, oh, please don't have the Selling Sunset people involved in this in any way. Chantel says, it's such a great investment for the kids. And Garcelle goes, right. Garcelle, back to the talking head, says, I just want it to be a place my kids can go and just have fun, create memories. And when I'm gone, they can say, this is really cool. Mom did this. Also, what the fuck, Bill and Becky Bailey? Like, literally nothing. Like, I, I need to have them on again just to ask them, like, did you guys even think about, like, what would be fun for me and my sister when you guys go? Like, you, we have nothing. Like, I know what is le- – like, they have the tiny house that they, they, they downsized, which is fine. And I know that. But, like, there's no – and I was like, did, at, at any point did you ever dream about being richer than you are and what you could do for us? Like, sometimes I just, like – because I see this, I'm like, where? Like, what? Come on. Like, it's not too late. Mom, dad, if you're listening, I know you're not, but please, it's not too late. Like, consider even dad. You could work at Wendy's. You'd be like a burger flipper. You, it'd be great. You could socialize. It'd be awesome. Um, Garcelle says, so I'm really proud of myself that I did this, you know, coming from where we came from, being able to work and being able to do this. And Chantal's like, yeah, it has to do with what was instilled in us. Hard work pays off. And that has always been our mother's thing. Work hard, study hard and do the right thing. And then it'll work out. So it's nice. Right up top, we get this really nice message before we go completely in the gutter with all the bullshit. So it's like, the like, let's get a positive message up top. We'll get that out of the way and then we'll get right into the gutter. Garcelle says, I have four sisters and two brothers, and I'm the baby of the family. And Chantal is third from the bottom. She lives in Miami, and she's the one that flies out the most to see us. We see a cute old pic of Garcelle as a kid uh, and Chantal. Garcelle says, now I just have to find a man once this house comes up. Garcelle, you might be listening to him right now, baby. (laughs) Chantal goes, girl. And my vacation home, because I'm going to stay here a lot, too. Garcella and I talking to says, I don't see her that often, but we talk on the phone, and she's the type of person that will laugh at her own joke always, where you're like, do you even need me on the phone? <laughs> but when we see each other, we have a good time. Wow, I think she kind of just explained my podcast. Uh, the two are seen walking uh, now onto the beach, and they're like, isn't it gorgeous? It's so gorgeous. We can set up here. Super nice. Garcella says, you can set up the chairs, because I'm going down to the water. Isn't this amazing? It's so beautiful. And she stands barefoot in the frog. Um, and then uh, Jurassic Park in two days it pops back up Garcella in a talking head says I love the beach it reminds me of growing up in Haiti and going to the beach with my family and my sisters I would take my favorite fruit which is called Ginep which by the way Juliana even told me how to pronounce it she goes it's pronounced Ginep Ryan (laughs) it really helps I would look up and see other people's homes and think you know maybe one day and one day is here 
I have so many one days. I have like years of one days, you know, like, or like one day that, you know, one day I too will be Spider-Man. Garcelle says, do you see why I bought the house now? And Chantal's like, yes. And she's like, totally my happy place. Okay. Now where's my man? And then Chantal goes, he's in the water. And then Garcelle drowns trying to find the. <laughs> They hold hands and Garcelle thanks Chantal, who says, so, so sweet, babe, so sweet. We go back to Beverly Hills, the dirt hole. At Bistro Jolie Restaurant, Dorit enters and gets a table. The server, she's like, I'd like a glass of wine. And the, the lady's like, it's 9 a.m., ma'am. No. The, it's like, okay. And the server pours her a glass of white wine. And Dorit goes, wow, wow, wow. That's a very, very generous pour. Thank you very much. Which I always love when I, I, it's like one of those adult things that I even do because I, I heard my parents do it at one point. So I will be like, well, that's a very generous pour. <laughs> it's a really generous pour because I'm like, okay, that's what you say. That's the adult thing to say. But nobody does that with non-alcoholic beverages. Like I'm never like, that's a very generous pour of that Diet Coke. Thank you so much, AMC movie theaters. Like you never do that with like, that's a generous pour of water. Like, sadly, we will do that one day with water when it's not available. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I always love that we just do that with alcohol because alcohol is sacred. And But it's like, wow, that is a very generous pour of cranberry juice. Thank you. By the way, all the kids out there listening, I hope I have a nice, nice young 10-year-old fan base. And do that with your parents. They'll love it. You know, when they pour you your oat milk or whatever, go, that is a very generous pour, mother. Thank you. Could you get my sister, sister, a little poor as well? Thank you. We'll tip you at the end. Um, so uh, we're at this place where he gets her big, gigantic, big gulp of wine. And uh, Erica walks in. And Erica's like, it's like she's almost like trying to show people she can move. Like she's got moves. Like she's like ready to dance. Because Erica like stomps in. She's like, you look lonely. <laughs> like she pops in. She's like, you know? like it's almost like Kramer-esque from Seinfeld. She's like, ha, hey. That's another great, for for the YouTubers out there, you're going to love that, you guys. When I, hey, it's me. <laughs> and like, you know, you get the applause, like when Kramer went in the door, like, ah, Kramer. Like, oh, Erica, you're so crazy stomping in. Oh, it's so silly. I love it. So Erica sits down. She goes, you look lonely. <laughs> and Dorit's like, hi, baby. And she's like, sorry, have you been waiting long? And Dorit's like, no. And Erica orders an Arnold Palmer, which is an iced tea and lemonade mixture, you guys. And I just, I was laughing because remember last year she was ordering the hot toddies everywhere. Now, listen, I know Arnold Palmers are delicious. I get it. I've heard it from people my age, 23 and younger. Um, I, I get it. I get it. It's delicious. But I also think one can't argue that an Arnold Palmer is also an older person's drink. It's an older person's drink, right? You got the hot toddy, you got the Arnold Palmer. <laughs> She's like, I'll take an Arnold Palmer, and can you give me a bag of Werther's Originals, please? And my Vicks Vaporub? <laughs> like, I just love that she, you can tell she is used to ordering what Tom Girardi ordered. Because you know Tom Girardi was an Arnold Palmer man. And he was a hot toddy guy, too. Like, I think that's where she gets this from. Like, for real. And um, and she's like, and a nice Moscato. The server says, um, the kitchen will be closing in 15 minutes. So, you know, order. And like, uh, I'd like the salad, Niçois. And 
this is great. Juliana put in a side here. She's like, for those who don't know, that's seared big eye tuna. You got to have the big eye tuna. Haricot vert, which is a fancy name for green beans. Oh, come on. Let's just call them green haricot vert. I'd be pissed if I found out I ordered something fancy like haricot vert and then green beans come out. No, thank you. And if you want to call green beans something fancy, call them legumes. Uh, Hard-boiled egg, niçois olives. Come on. Like, don't be assholes. Just call them olives. Fingerling potatoes, fennel, sun-dried tomatoes, house vinaigrette. And she even found the price. She Googled the price, you guys. 24 bones for this salad. So Erica did start a GoFundMe later that day for the Niçois salad, and uh, unfortunately, uh, she raised $6. No. <laughs> Erica goes, I love a Niçois. And Dorit's like, I had a therapy session. And Erica's like, today? And she's like, yeah, today, this morning. And? And Dorit's like, it's really good. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Really helpful. And Erica's like, but it's probably really painful, too. And Dorit's like, draining. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Dorit in a talking head, which, by the way, her talking head, she has, like, this, like, black headband, like, halfway on her head. She's, like, very, like, 17th century nun kind of a thing. Like, very pious. Um, So we do a flashback to, uh, or the talking head, where Dorit's like, right now I'm doing EMDR therapy, eye movement desensitization, and reprocessing therapy. Once again, why not just try therapy? Um, we get a flashback to two hours earlier. The therapist tells Dorit in the session, I want you to think of the frame of being on the ground with the gun to your head and the words, Hey baby, it's me, PK. No, head and the words, I'm not safe. Just let whatever comes up, come up. And Dorit has her eyes closed, concentrating, and she's crying. Dorit in her talking head says, The more I do it, the more I am able to find the tools to manage some of this anxiety, which is ultimately what I want to do. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. And, uh, and so Erica goes, the fact that you got into therapy right away shows that you're on your way to recovery. It's going to be long, but you're going to be all right. Erica, shut the, this is my first Erica, shut the fuck up of this show. Like, what are you out of, going to be all right? First off, you don't know that. Second off, you're not the person to let anybody know if things are going to be all right. Thirdly, are you in therapy? I feel like you did not get into therapy right away. If not, I, Also, I have a feeling if she does say she's in therapy, she's lying. Uh, Dorit says, I don't know if you spoke to Lisa since yesterday. And Erica's like, I texted with her. And Dorit's like, I don't know if you have any updates about Lois. It seemed like it's bad, girl. It's bad. We cut to Lisa on a FaceTime call with Dorit saying, we're going to have to put her in hospice. She has a strong directive that we are not to resuscitate her. We are not to give her a feeding tube. And Dorit tells her, I'm here for you 1,000%. Gotta go to my therapy appointment right now. No. Um, and Dorit says, you know, knowing it's the end, I mean, it's hard for me. I feel brokenhearted. I can only imagine how she's feeling. I do love that Dorit, a couple times in this episode, points out that this Lois is hard for her as well. And yes, listen, our friends, their parents, it's hard, man. It is hard. But I also think you've got to be careful in those situations of putting yourself in the story. You know, of like, oh, it's really messing with me. You know, it's like, let it mess with Lisa. Let it mess with Lisa's family. Be there as a friend. And we know that it hurts you too. But let, you know, 
Like just say, oh, I love, you know, she was such a special lady. You know what I'm saying? But Dorit, that's kind of what is, what I actually kind of like about her character too, is that she does put herself into everything. It is very, you know, that's very Dorit. And uh, Erica goes, this is going to crush her, torture. And Dorit goes, it is torture. So I told the girls last night, PK had said, why don't you get away for a few days? Which, by the way, I keep thinking about last week's episode where PK was like, you need to get away. And then he goes, Putamita, that's where you go. That's where you go. He was like, so Putamita, that's where you go, good maiden. And um, so one day earlier at Sutton's boutique party that Erica didn't attend, we have a flashback of Dorit telling Sutton, Kyle, Garcelle, and Diana. Uh, PK had said, why don't you take the girls and get out of town for a few days and do Punta Mita, Mexico. Diana already said she's going to make a call and fire up the PJ. Which I always liked, you know, private PJ is private jet for those who are poor. And uh, I always like to think when somebody says they're going to fire up the PJ. Like I like to actually picture Diana going out to the airfield and turning on the engine. You know, like, I'm going to fire it up now. Like I love, like I want that to be true. And I know that's not that she has a staff and a crew. Dorit goes, so we're taking a private jet, courtesy of Diana. And at this moment, if you pause, you can see Erica's huge boner shoot up, like just out of that caftan thing. She's more just like, doing, zing, 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 zing. oh my, oh my God. You said, you said my uh, naughty word, PJ. <laughs> Count me in, girl. <laughs> she goes, good to have these kind of friends <laughs> that I don't have to sleep with for 20 years. As someone who no longer has, so good to have those things. And Dorit goes, oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> we, cut, we cut to Kyle wearing a face mask, um, not like a, for your skin, you know, like the face mask we wore during COVID. <laughs> I love me mansplaining, you know, face mask, what it is, it protects you supposedly from germs. <laughs> so we cut to Kyle uh, at this restaurant called Fabricini's and she gets seated at a table. She orders an iced tea from the server. Crystal arrives. Crystal goes, hi. Kyle goes, how are you? Crystal's like, good. It's so much hotter than I expected today. And Crystal's like, I know I'm already schwitzing a little bit today. Um, which, uh, is a fancy word for Beverly Hills sweating, uh, schwitzing. That's, that's a known fact. Kyle goes, my niece is getting married. Uh, Paris Hilton. You know, like we know, we know who she is. Crystal's like, I talked to Kathy today. She said, it's been a nightmare. Which I love Crystal threw that out there. I'm like, yeah, I talked to your sister. I know. Kyle rolls her eyes to the ceiling. Nightmare. It's been a nightmare. Kyle in a talking head says, my niece Paris is finally getting married. I know that Paris's wedding is going to be over the top. We have a flashback to the first episode of the season where Kyle was showing the wedding invite to, to Mauricio and says, can you believe this wedding invitation? It's gorgeous. It's a three-day situation. Look at the carriage. Mauricio's like, oh, hey, uh, it's Tiffany Blue. Uh, for all the people not watching on YouTube, I just uh, did some blunt space work. Like, I'm Mauricio. Hey, Hey. Hey. <laughs> I'm not going to YouTubers listen, you guys watching on YouTube. You got to see that, but they're not going to even know what I just did. And, okay. Yeah. It's our secret. 
So uh, Kyle and I talking to says a lot of eyes are on them. So everything has to be perfect. That's a lot of pressure pressure for Kathy and Paris. I can't wait just to show up and have fun. By the way, Kyle has just got to be excited she's invited to this one, you know? Like, honestly, remember, like, how Kyle was not invited to Kim's daughter's wedding? So Kyle, like, is just like, it's going to be go great. Like, you can't take back the invitation at this point. Kyle to the server says, I'm going to have the Sonoma salad. Crystal says, I just saw this. I'm going to have the blackened salmon beet salad. Uh, Juliana, you did not put what is in each of these salads, and you didn't put the price I did. I got the price information with the Niswa, and now I don't. Now I feel like a jackass for this audience. <laughs> the server goes, "Oh, the black and salmon beat salad. That's an excellent choice." This server, you can tell, is a not working actor because she's really trying to sell this one line. She goes, "Oh, that's a tremendous choice. All right, all right." Crystal goes, "The waitress didn't say that about your order, Kyle." And Kyle goes. I know, I'm beginning to doubt myself. And then Kyle goes, so, how are you feeling? And Crystal goes, like, I'm just not used to conflict. My husband directed The Lion King. <laughs> this topic is hard for me because I'm, I just sort of held it in and I didn't want to, you know, I just didn't want to talk about it. And Kyle goes, I felt like you brought something from a year ago. We get a flashback to Sutton's party and Kyle telling Crystal, you all of a sudden brought up Sutton and said something so dark and horrible that she said that and I was there. I was there when you said she said something and she didn't say anything. Oh my God, it's horrific. Kyle says uh, in the back in the scene of the restaurant goes, and trying to defend yourself to Garcelle, you threw Sutton under the bus and then you didn't want to follow through on what it was to back it up. And Crystal goes, okay, so now we're here. Crystal failing to realize that we're in a reality show. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30 performance polos and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Today, this podcast is sponsored by our friends at BetterHelp. You guys know I I love BetterHelp. I love... Uh, I love therapy. I love people that work on themselves. It is one of the scariest things that you can do, but I think it is one of the things that pays dividends for the rest of your life. Uh, cause life can be completely overwhelming and 
many people, including myself, can get burned out and you won't even know it. Symptoms can include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, detachment, fatigue. Okay, I'm realizing all of these are me. Um, but burnout does. It just it's 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 hard because you can just keep pushing and it's just like nothing is there, right? Nothing is there. And you start beating yourself up and making it worse because you're like, why isn't there something there? I got sleep last night. Why isn't it working? I went and worked out. Why isn't it working? So we associate burnout typically with work, but that's not the only cause. Any of our roles in life can lead us to feel burned out and BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. And also not even BetterHelp, I want to remind you that. I want to remind me of that. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life. Um, so with therapy, you guys have heard my personal stories all the time by now. I've been doing this commercial for a year. Um, and it is one of those things that I have to constantly remind myself to keep doing, <laughs> you know, like it, it, it really to keep doing. And it's almost frustrating that, that uh, better help actually makes it so easy because I love to not do things. Like I love to, um, procrastinate. I love to put things away. I love to like, I love for a good cancellation. If I've made a plan, I love all of that stuff. And, and during the pandemic, it was like, Oh, ooh, you know, like I didn't have to get in my car and drive to therapy, but then it was like, Oh, better help comes along. You're like, you can do online therapy. And I'm like, ah, oh, I wanted to, oh, they make it so easy. Um, but it's something like all joking aside though. And what I always say is that just try it out. Like, that's it. Just try it out. Try it out once. See if it makes any kind of difference. And it might not, right? But it'll at least get you thinking about that. Or it might. And it might actually make an improvement. And remember, it's like Sisyphus. You just, you keep moving a rock up a hill. And it's not your job to think about the destination. It's your job just to keep moving that rock. Your job is to do it little by little by little. And you might not feel it. You might not feel it. But the next time something really potentially horrible happens in your life, you're going to have a tool. You're going to have a tool kit to work with to make those moments a little bit easier. Unfortunately, there is no end-all, cure-all, be-all, all of that stuff. I wish. I wish there was just one pill I could take. Take it in a heartbeat. But there isn't. It's constant work. But people like these, people like better help, they kind of make it easier. And I think that's really awesome. I'll you know. So BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Uh, it is much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. So bad it's good listeners, you guys get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash so bad. So bad. That's B E T T E R H E L P dot com slash so bad. Uh, it just between me and you, like I always like, this is something that does mean a lot to me. This is something just like the gym you're working out. You got to take care of all of it. It's not just your body and your face and your clothes and all of that stuff. It's your mind. And, and, and we just, we take our mind for granted so much more than any other aspect of our body. And it's like the hardest thing to take care of. So it's funny that we do that. So uh, check out BetterHelp. Go there. Just put the thing in the thing and see if you like it. And if you do, great. Um, and if not, you tried. And that's what it's all about, trying. 
When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Falgos, you left an open-ended situation that could be interpreted to be something way worse than what it really was. And Crystal says, I'm just going to be really clear about this. My husband has directed other movies as well. (laughs) She goes, I'm just going to be really clear about this. I'm not going to repeat what she said. And if you listen closely, you can hear a moan from the producers in the background. No, Kyle goes, you left an open-ended situation that could be interpreted to be something way worse than it really was. And Crystal says, I'm just going to be really clear about this. I'm not going to say it. Well, then you never should have said it at all is what I'm saying. And Crystal goes, that's noted, noted. And Kyle goes, that's extremely dangerous. Is it, Kyle? Is it extremely dangerous? Is it more dangerous than the situation last year with Tom Girardi and Eric? I mean, like it's I mean, it's bad, but it's not dangerous. You know, Kyle and I talking head says Sutton was not perfect that night in Tahoe. I mean, you know, but she made that comment about not seeing color, and we flash back to that scene a year ago. See, this is what happens. Now we get stuck in these year ago flashbacks with like, come on. Sutton said last week, I'm all about moving forward, yet this show keeps doing these flashbacks. We don't want to turn into Real Housewives of Orange County, where by the end it was like 15 minutes of flashbacks every episode. So we get flashback to that scene, and Chris is like, are you that girl? You that girl? That I don't, I, you're the I don't see color girl. And Sutton replied, I, I really, I don't see color. I'll say, I'll say, I don't see race. I, I just don't do it. Um, Kyle and I talking that says Crystal corrected her and Sutton apologized to her. So I'm confused at what Crystal is talking about. That's so dark. And Crystal says, it's not my place to say the details. I like Crystal a lot, but it is your place to say the details. That is part of the show. Unfortunately, Kyle says, do you not see that it's dangerous to throw something like that out there and say it's so dark? but that you can't say? To be honest, I think you're gaslighting the situation. Ding, ding, ding. We have come to gaslighting again. Remember two seasons ago when Rena was like, gaslighting, gaslighting at the reunion. It was like everybody was learning what gaslighting meant. They always don't even really know. They don't even use it correctly. Like, you're like they always like, that knee saw a salad gaslit me. And it's like, no, it just gave you gas. It's different. And Chris was like, you think I'm gaslighting? And Kyle goes, I do. And Chris goes, you really have to be careful with that. So now Chris was giving it back. Like, it's dangerous. Now you have to be careful. I got to be careful. We got to wear a seatbelt when we watch these shows. Kyle says, are we going to be dramatic about that? And Chris goes, no, I'm not being dramatic. I'm going to ask you to give me the benefit of the doubt. And Kyle's, Kyle's like, well, then I'm going to ask of you then to be more direct, not passive aggressive. And then I was like, should I ask? them something like they're like well i'm gonna ask you and crystal goes does that guarantee that you'll hear me and be open to my feelings and kyle says that means 
that you have to be open to other people's too. And Crystal goes completely. And Kyle goes, yeah. And Crystal goes, I will do everything possible to be more open and direct. The food arrives and the lady's there like with a big pepper shaker. And she's trying to get like another like scene going as an out of work actor. And she's like, do you want pepper on the salad? And they just kind of wave her off, which I felt bad for. And Kyle goes, are you coming to Mexico? And Crystal goes, yeah. And Kyle goes, are you going to go do the surf lessons? And Crystal goes, if you do. <laughs> it was like it almost read threatening. Like I was like, oh, shit. Kyle goes, I'm scared of sharks. And Crystal goes, it's highly unlikely. The only sharks are Lisa Rinna and Erica Jane. Now, Kyle goes, every time someone gets eaten by a shark, they thought it was highly unlikely too. You're right. I could see Kyle being eaten by a shark. And also, you got to remember, Kyle gets attacked by bees in her backyard. Remember the... Remember the video that she released from her security camera of her running? Like she got stung by all that and she's allergic to bees and all that. She was like running. It was like high comedy, even though she could have died. Uh, we got to a commercial and we're like, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills will be back in 60 seconds. And I'm always like, oh my God, I got 60 seconds. What do I do with the 60 seconds? What do I do? And I try to make a list of like, okay, what can I get done in these 60 seconds? And then all of a sudden we're back in the show. A couple days later, Diana pulls up to Kyle's house in her Bentley and Kyle <laughs> it is funny. Kyle walks to the door like a lumberjack. She's like, oh, it was kind of like, remember when she made fun of Teddy's walk a couple of seasons ago when they were overseas? I'm like, oh, Teddy's like has this. Burr. She, Teddy does kind of walk like this. Kyle has now adopted that walk and she kind of does stomp to the door. It's a little moment, but it, it did make me laugh. Diana goes, hi. She's wearing like this North Face Gucci colorful tracksuit. And Kyle's like, how are you? In this voice, I noticed. Kyle's voice got really high and cracky, kind of like Scott Disick. Uh, Diana goes, I'm so sorry. I'm so late. You know, I don't know where I am. It uh, took me. <laughs> Guys, this is the worst Diana. Jing. It took me an hour and a half from Beverly Hills. And Kyle's like, you got lost. But I also love Diana's subtle shade of like, you don't fucking live in Beverly Hills. This is Encino, you know? The camera shows cheese and crackers and fruit. Kyle's laid out and Kyle's like, <sighs> Oh, my dogs are going to steal this. Oh, my dogs are going to steal this. Because remember, the dogs do steal food. My dogs are so naughty. Let me put this here. She moves the tray out of the way. Diana goes, my car has this navigation system, and it kept taking me around in circles. First of all, I was like, Diana drove herself? That doesn't sound like Diana. And why didn't Diana send her team of people to Kyle's house first to make sure everything was the way Diana likes it when she visits people for cheese and crackers. Didn't make sense because she sends those people everywhere else. Kyle on a talking head says, well, that's what happens when you drive a cheap car like a Bentley. <laughs> you have to suffer with their cheap GPSs. Good one, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle says, I'm just going to shut these doors and get us something to drink. I am so tired from Paris's wedding last night. It was so nice. It was like beautiful. She was so funny and sweet. And when they said, I do, she said, yes. And everybody started laughing. It was so cute. Kyle says in a talking head, last night was the beginning of Paris's three-day wedding. It was actually very small, like 200 people or something. Um, my full wedding was 150 people, which was like huge. We cut to a Paris and Love clip, which is a Peacock original, you guys. We are cross, we are cross-pollinating brands. Um, and which, by the way, is another reason probably why Kathy isn't in the beginning of the season, because Kathy was one of the stars of Paris and Love. And Kyle's like, it was just a special moment that I will never forget finally being invited to one of my sister's daughter's weddings. Kyle goes, I'm so tired. I can't even tell you. I came home. I couldn't sleep. And guess what? I have exciting news. My daughter, Farah, got engaged. And Dinah's like, oh, so your wish might come. Congratulations. 
friends. We get a shot of Farah and her dude. And Kyle's like, my oldest daughter. And she didn't want to announce it because it was Paris's big day. And she kind of had a ring turned around at the wedding. And we're so, do women do that? Do women like just immediately look at the ring finger? Um, they probably do, but I was like, is that a big hiding, turning the ring around? And if you were that concerned, maybe put it in a purse or have your mom hold it. I don't know. And uh, Kyle's like, how are you? How's the baby? And Dinah's like, she's like getting a little bit too brave, Ileana. She's one years old. She's tottering around. She's tottering around, you know, like a drunk. She's walking around, hitting things. Which is, ju- I mean, like, she should have just said, walking around like a Ryan Bailey, the bad boy of podcasting. Kyle goes, is she, is she holding onto the tables? And Dinah's like, she lets go and off she goes. It happens so fast. Kyle and I talking to her says, I can't imagine being a mom to a toddler at this point in my life. But the idea that Farah could be having a baby soon, maybe in one year, I'll be like a nana or a grandma or a granny. And then she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> she just started, salute. No, but you could tell there was like some fear like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. She's like, that's really weird to think about. And Dinah's like, it's cute, but it's a lot of work with a toddler. Kyle goes, how many more do you think you would really have? And Dinah's like, after I gave birth, and Eli was like, more babies, more babies, more babies, you know? Now I feel like, because I don't even know if you know what happened. Do you know what happened to me or you don't? Kyle goes, no. Uh, Trigger warning right here, you guys. Dinah says, oh, gosh, girl, after Eli was born, uh, I was five months pregnant. I was, oh no, five months after Eli was born, I got pregnant again with a baby boy and it was all going well. My doctor, she was scanning me and she checked my cervix and everything was fine. And I was asked her what was happening. And I put the phone to show and she said, no, 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 put that phone down. This baby is dead. And Kyle like gives like that open mouth. And I was like, oh no, is Kyle about to be like, oh no, oh Dorit, no. But she didn't. Kyle just like stares with her mouth open. Diana and I talking head says they figured out that the baby may have been dead for a couple of weeks, which is very dangerous to a mother because all kinds of infections can happen. Diana says miscarriage past 12 weeks, 14 weeks is very rare. I ended up bleeding almost to death. The baby fell out of me and I fainted and I was reminded how it's all fragile and how it all happens and how it all happens and you have no control over anything. Once again, this is one of those moments in the show. Like I said, that first moment with Garcelle, kind of a, you know, look at us now, look, you know, but this is another, you know, they have these kind of universal truths that this is horrific, horrific. And this happens to women. So it's really horrible. Diana uh, says, it just feels like a nightmare I was trying to wake up from. I went from the top of the world to just nothingness. That's another thing that I always think about when I'm sad that I'm not um, rich is that I'll think, you know, well, shit, look at this happens to rich people, you know? Kyle says, so now if you want to get pregnant again, how long would you have to wait? And Diana's like, they said it's all fine now. They have no idea how it happened. Diana, the talking head, says, I have three kids now, and I enjoy being pregnant. I would like to give it one more try just because I don't want it to end on that note. They show a picture of her three kids, son, Ennis, 22, daughter, Anaya, Anaya, 19, and Ileana, 1. Kyle says, I'm really, Kyle, the queen of, like, uh, you know, pivots, goes, I'm really looking forward to Mexico. And Diana's like, it's going to be my first time away from the baby. And Kyle's like, that's going to be hard. And Diana's like, no, I'm rich. No, Diana and talking to says, but God laughs while you make plans, so I'm not going to even try to make plans. I'm going to just see where it goes. I hate that God laughs. Um saying that I always hear, you know, God, like I sincerely find it hard to believe that 
God's like getting like, oh my God, her baby. I, she didn't get to have it. <laughs> yes, she made a plan. Like, I don't think God laughs. I hope God's not laughing. God would have a sick fucking sense of humor if he's like, <laughs> these guys are making plans for their future. Fuck you. That's my God imitation. Diana says, but at the same time, like everything stays behind. We get to have fun in Mexico. And Kyle's like, this group could really use some fun. And Diana's like, we do. And Kyle goes, yes. And then we get laughed out of that scene. New scene. It's evening in Beverly Hills and a car is dropping Garcelle off at Taisho restaurant and gets seated at a table. Moments later, Sutton arrives. They order drinks. Uh, a kettle one on the rocks with a she, uh, Sutton's like, I'll take a kettle one on the rocks and another glass inside of grapefruit juice and I'll pour it myself. I say, I'll say. And Garcelle gets a sweet and sour or something. Sutton goes, oh, oh well, yeah. Sutton actually gets there. A second after Garcelle. So Sutton's walking in before they order the drinks. And uh, Sutton's like, oh, no. And Garcelle's like, not oh, no. Here you go, bitch. And like, yay, cheers. And Sutton's like, you look so pretty. I'll say, I'll say. And Garcelle's like, thank you. And Sutton's like, I kind of look like I came out like, huh. I look a little tussled. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say. She does, dude. She does look like a little, like, like. And I was like, what? It, and then I like, you know, my weird imagine i was like oh my god what if i just made out with sutton in the car because i'm an uber driver that drove her to um this dinner with garcelle and uh she's like hey what before i get out you look like you have luscious lips and very pretty blue eyes i'll say i'll say and i'm like do you want to make out and she's like yeah of course i want to make out and then i make it out and then i'm like kind of tossling her hair i'm just like i'm just like shaking and um and then that's the end of that scene. But then she goes in and she has tousled hair. But I thought, you know, like, I seriously, I've got a crush on Sutton. I do. <sighs> I should do that EMDR therapy to get over this. Sutton says, uh, yeah, I came out all tussled. It's, I swear to God, she's flirting at me. She's flirting directly to me. Sutton's drinks arrive and she does this thing where she takes the chopsticks and she tries removing the ice cubes from the side of grapefruit to the kettle one glass. And they keep dropping and, and, Garcelle is like, what? Like, like she's like, no, I know what I'm doing. I'll say, I'll say, I know. It's, yeah, hey, this is like a, a game of operation. <laughs> Sutton's like, is this what chopsticks are for? I'll say, I'll say, is this a game you play at the fair? <laughs> the Haiti fair? <laughs> and Garcelle's like, ah, oh, there you go. You did it. And um, Garcelle's like, I hope no one was watching. And Sutton's like, and that is how you do it. <laughs> and Garcelle's like, I didn't know it was going to be a science project. And Sutton goes, well, <laughs> you know. Server's handing them menus. And he's like, ladies, we offer the Maki special where we can choose the favorites. And, oh, no, sorry, the Omakasa special where we can choose the favorites and, uh, you know, take the thinking out of it for you. And they're all like, yeah, I'll take that. I don't want to think. <laughs> I, I've tousled hair. <laughs> my, my head has done enough thinking today. I'll say, I'll say. Garcelle says, so the other night was strange. And Sutton says, well, I was trying to pay attention to my store. And Garcelle says, well, also to the bombs being dropped. And Sutton's like, Crystal and I talked about this over the summer. I remember telling her a story about looking out the window one day. And we get the flashback. Flashback. Uh, Crystal talking to Sutton. And Sutton goes, my kids asked to have friends over, I say, I say, and they were sitting in the jacuzzi, you know, like, there's my white child, my black girl's over there, I got a Chinese girl was in the jacuzzi, and like a red-headed, <laughs> and like a red-headed Irish cat, <laughs> red-headed Irish Catholic girl, and I'm like, this 
This is what it should be. <laughs> I like that Sutton's story also is like the setup to, okay, I got a white child, I got a black girl, I got a Chinese girl, I got a little redhead Irish Catholic girl. They all walk into a bar, okay? <laughs> and they talk to them. It's like the setup of a horrible joke. Crystal goes, I obviously don't disagree, but you need to go further with that. I don't believe that that is enough anymore. And this was a year ago to Sutton saying this. This is on camera. But in Sutton's head, she's like, my, my jacuzzi is like the United Nations. My jacuzzi has all walks of life. This is like the Noah's Ark. Of, this is Sutton's Ark of ethnicities, I'll say, I'll say. And Garcelle says, well, what would Crystal think was so dark about a bunch of kids being in the pool? And Sutton goes, well, because I was, you know, we were talking about race and all that. I don't, I don't know. And Garcelle's like, but what did you say? And Sutton's like, exactly what I just said to you. Exactly what I just said to you. And Garcelle goes, no way. And Garcelle in a talking head goes, am I missing something? Because Sutton sees it as so light and Crystal sees it as so dark. Is there missing pieces to the puzzle? And I'm like, we got to figure racism out tonight. A very special episode of Beverly Hills. We finally crack the code tonight. Sutton goes, I want to be like, move on. And Garcelle's like, okay, you know, it'll move on when we all know. And Sutton's like, no, what? And Garcelle says, what you said that Crystal found so dark. I just told you. That cannot be it, Sutton. That cannot be it. Well, that's the only thing I can think of. Well, then I'm going to say just I would watch your back because if she can allude to you saying something you said that's dark, then you're saying you didn't say anything dark, then that's not a friend. And Sutton goes, I know. It's very scary. It scares me, I say, I say. We scene cut to Medford. Uh, solemn music playing, nature scenery, deer. I always just feel weird about like when you get this B-roll footage because you know some camera operator had to go there in the midst of this tragedy of Lois passing away and get like B-roll footage so the audience knows that they're in Medford. The banner says November 15th, 2021. Lisa Natagined says, my mom passed in hospice. And I'm still in shock, I think, you know. And there's a montage of photos of Lisa and Lois. These messages, um, uh, she goes, she was 93 and a half. So, you know, it's, it's coming. But you want to keep your loved one alive if you can. Her directive was no feeding tube, no resuscitation, nothing. The hardest decision in that moment was, you know, saying that she, you're making a decision to keep her alive. It's really hard. My question also was like, I was wondering if Harry was there with her. Hopefully, I hope he was. Um, I do want to say this is like the third or fourth time that we've heard the directive about no feeding tube, no resuscitation. And there is this thing in reality shows. I was just thinking about this because of the Kardashians last night where Kim kept repeating something again and again about how she's like really positive and gets things done. And I think there's like this kind of danger where it's not these ladies' fault, but it's sometimes I feel like production makes them re-say things over because they think we have the brain, you know, like the size of a pea, so we won't remember. But I'm just like, no, no, I know. Like, I know you've said this multiple times. I think it's like, okay, and why do we – like, I feel like they lead these ladies into saying these things over and over again. So we get a flashback to 2019, a scene with Lois and Lisa in the kitchen. Uh, a very funny scene. I remember a scene a long time ago, and Lisa's like, are you still driving, Lois? And she's like, yeah. Are you really? And she's like, I'm not supposed to be. <laughs> but I went, I, I kind of went through a red light the other day. And Lisa's like, Lois. And Lois is like, no, it was yellow. You know, but you can go through a red light. And Lisa's like, no, you can't go through a red light, Lois. You can't. Lisa in a talking head says the world loved her and to be able to share her with the world is a great gift. I hold that very close to my heart. 
I gotta say, Lisa has good people around her. I always loved Lois. I love Harry. Uh, not really there with the daughters yet, but uh, we pull away to that one scene that I also loved of Lois dancing in Lisa's kitchen years ago, seeing east side, west side, east side, and, you know, doing the dance while Lisa's videoing it and laughing. A very cute moment. Lisa in a talking head says she was just such a good, good human being. Uh, we go back to a scene from 2018, Lisa making a toast around the table of girls, all the housewives going, I just want to thank my mom. This is to Lois, to Lois. Lisa and I talking to Ed says she was just such a light and it's, I'm pretty lucky that I came from that. And then we get a picture of Lisa's little girl with her mom. And it says in memory of Lois DeAndre Rinna, June 7th, 1928 to November 15th, 2021. So rest in peace, Lois really did amazing and i think what i love about these shows is that it does show these not side characters but shows family members and it's really nice to see where some of these people came from um and uh yeah no it's really nice so rest in peace meanwhile at kyle's house workers are they do these weird like they go from that to like this lady on the side of the house cutting leaves down and then they get a shot of like a postal working putting mail in a box and i'm like who chooses these things like okay we must be okay we're back to this area okay like it's so weird to me uh kyle's standing in her kitchen she receives a facetime call from erica and erica's like i know i feel so bad for lisa kyle on a talking head says rena sent us a text saying that her mom lois passed away it's going to be a really hard time for her erica goes that was super close i didn't feel comfortable asking her when she's going to come home but this is pretty heavy like this this is a big deal to lose your mom and then what, go on a girl's trip? But I understand if she doesn't. I always think, like, you know, I'll let the, Lisa does go on the girl's trip. And she goes on the girl's trip two days after her mom passed away. Like, I think in this case, like, I don't know, like, sometimes I, I know it's good for the show to have her there. But I sometimes wonder, I sometimes wish that they would, like, almost put up a, like, you know what, stay back for a week. You know, have your time. But I know it's a reality show and they need to get what they need to get. But like, there's part of me that's like, ah, you know, like, I I mean, I hate to be goody two shoes, but I sometimes like, ah, don't even offer, you know, like let her, like she probably wants to go, but like she probably shouldn't go. She probably needs some time. It's kind of the same thing with Dorit and the robbery. I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So Kyle says, I personally would love for her to be there so we can give her a hug and support her. Great, Kyle. And we can toast to Lois. And Erica goes, oh, many times. Many times. I want to drink a lot. And Kyle goes, when you're gonna going through something like that, you need a distraction. Okay, see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye. And uh, you can tell Erica's in an alleyway and she takes uh, a couple of newspapers that she's using as a blanket and uh, goes to sleep. Uh, next day, the big black cars are arriving to the airport, the private airport for the PJ. They're dropping off Kyle, Dorit, Sutton, Crystal, Diana, Lisa. Lisa gets there. She's the last one they show getting out of a car. Comes in. By the way, Lisa's wearing this. I don't know why, but I was like, if Elvis was still alive, he'd be dressing like Lisa Rinna. Like, honest, like, take a look at Lisa, and I was like, there's something like the king. Like, hey, I'll wear, I'll wear these big sunglasses, baby. <laughs> Peanut butter and banana sandwich. <laughs> you know? Um, Kyle gives Lisa a big hug, tells her how happy she is that she's coming on the trip. All the lady gives hugs and condolences. It's really nice. Lisa and I are talking, and it says, I was there for over a week, so we took care of a lot of stuff that, you know, you have to take care of when someone passes. And um, 
Lisa says, I'm here for my mom and you girls. And I have to be here. I have to be here. My mom would be so mad if I wasn't here, which I kind of love that like Lisa's like in her death. I need to admit Lois loved private jets. Lois is like, Lisa, if you ever miss out on a PJ ride, if you ever miss out on a PJ ride. <laughs> no, but I just love this. She's like, I'm not missing a private PJ ride. <laughs> Lisa goes, um, we got there just in time or like with Lois, her one daughter. Not Amelia got there uh, at 6 p.m. on a Sunday, and then Lois passed 5.05 a.m. on a Monday morning. And she's like, I mean, you guys, it was just so emotional, as you can imagine. I mean, for those girls to be able to have that moment with her. And guess who pipes up with an antidote from their own life? You guessed it, Dorit. She goes, I had it with my grandmother, too. Like, thank you, Dorit. And Lisa goes, did you? Oh, okay, I did. And she goes, it set me up for feeling like she's always with me. Boop, 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 boop. Grandma, are you here right now? And Erica, uh, at that moment, arrives in, and she rolls in with this shit-eating grin, like she's, like, slinking in, like, hey, what's up, hey, it's me, hey. She also gave me, like, big, like, um, vibes of, like, that bald guy that dances in the Six Flags, like, hey, He's like, the, you know what I'm saying? The crazy man that used to dance all our hair. Like, that's how Erica came in to me. Like, hey, hey. And then she's like, and then she sees Lisa and she's like, oh, sorry, oh, sorry about that. Uh, Dorita talking to says, I hope this is a good experience for Lisa. The ladies begin to embark on the jet. Dorita's like, it's a nice plane. Dorita's like, thank you, my love. Kyle's like, it's the only way to fly. And Dorita goes, first class. And all the ladies chime in. All the way, and they fly off, and then the plane explodes. No, um, they fly off. And uh, remember, though, like, wasn't Kyle deathly afraid of flying? Even an ultimate girls trip, like, she's afraid of flying. So, like, Kyle's all like, she got over it. Like, Kyle, there was no nothing about Kyle being afraid this time. During the flight, the ladies ask, "What are we doing tonight?" And he goes, "We'll get to the hotel. We'll check in. We'll freshen up. I'll rub one out, and then I think we should have a nice dinner tonight at the restaurant in the resort." They land, and everybody's like, "Yay, we landed!" Uh, clapping, and uh, they they uh, deplane, get baggage, load up the cars. Kyle, Dorit, Diana, and Lisa are in one car, and Kyle goes. Sutton, Erica, and Crystal are in the other car. All that awkwardness in the other car. Oh, my God. And they're all laughing about that. We cut to Garcelle in that car with Crystal, Erica, and Sutton. And it's awkwardly quiet. You know, no one's talking. Just awkward. And Garcelle pipes up. I bet you $5 Dorit is speaking Spanish in her car. And Sutton goes, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and we cut to Dorit. And she's like, oh, yo hablo inglés. <laughs> she, she goes, Lara Condición de ta. I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but it stands for air conditioner. She fully is doing what Garcelle said she would. We go back to Sutton. Sutton goes, and it's always funny because they speak back to you in English. <laughs> we cut back to the car. And Dorit's like, cuánto tiempo? Cuánto, how long? Cuánto tiempo? And the driver goes, 20 minutes. <laughs> and you can tell Dorit's like, oh. Um, Erica, back to the car, she's like, yeah, it's a real red flag. We speak English, all right, so leave us the fuck alone. Dorit, back to Dorit's car, like, "Ventio uh, minutos más. 20 more minutes? Driver's like, yeah, 20 minutes. Gracias. Erica, in her car, says, I just wonder how Diana's doing in the other van. Garcelle says, the fact that she flies her people ahead of her, I love that. We scene break to Diana's people, Leah, 
who we've met many times now. And she is. She flew there earlier. She's Diana's stylist entering the presidential suite that Diana's staying in with Diana's luggage. She's scoping the room out and she's with like one of the, the helpers from the hotel. She's like, can we open the windows to get some fresh air? Like, I like that Leah feels like she needs to do a couple of things. Like say, Diana, they had some of the windows shut and I had them open it because I know you like air. You like the fresh air. And I bet she gets paid like $600,000 a year or something. She's unpacking her luggage. They're hanging her dresses. And she's like, um, sir, sir, um, we need a longer closet to hang these. These Some of these dresses are like laying on the floor. Can you raise the closet? Which you can't. And Dinah's like, I travel so much. So whenever I travel, I send people ahead to set up the place the way I want it to. I just need to make sure that whatever I'm going, it is good condition. So for me, it's like, okay. I know my team is taking care of it, and wherever I go, I know it's going to be amazing. I feel like I've this is another Groundhog's Day moment where I feel like I've heard her say this now five times, and I get it. Like I'm, I get it, love it, get it, good. Scene ends with the stylist. Um, the Mercedes transport vans arrive to the resort. The Conrad Punta de Mita. All the ladies are oh beautiful. Oh my god. Oh fucking yeah, it's amazing. Oh fuck yeah, and. Uh, Erica's like, it's pretty. All right, pretty, pretty. They unload all the stuff in the vans, and the Conrad manager greets them and welcomes them to them to their new home. It nestles uh, in in paradise. The staff is waiting to present them with a glass of a local beverage, uh, racia, which is fermented coconut. And uh, Rena goes, I know what racia is. <laughs> I drink turpentine. <laughs> Um, Diana inspects her room. They're up in the rooms now and the job Leah has done with her things. Uh, there's several hats lined up Balenciaga on the closet neatly. Everything's placed correctly. Um, I was like, what? I was like, if I ever, you know, win the lottery or something, what would I, I was like, would I have like people go ahead, my team go ahead and just like throw a bunch of dirty basketball shorts and like dirty laundry on the floor just to make me feel more at home. Like, ah, I can relax now. I don't know where anything is. Just like it does, a, just a big takes my lug and just takes it out, and just throws it up. Like, like that's that's what I'm picturing. That'd be amazing. Like, like okay, I can I can rest here. I can rest here. Um, uh, so Rinna in her hotel room is doing the usual wipe down of her room. Remember she. Remember that QBC episode where she was doing the QBC thing and she wiped everything down with antibacterial alcohol where she's doing it again. Lisa was ahead of her time in terms of COVID. Kyle FaceTimes Erica in her room and Erica's like, how's your room? No, sorry. Kyle goes, how's your room to Erica? And Erica goes, I'm right on the ocean. It's really gorgeous. I'm at a day's end, like a half mile up if you could grab me. <laughs> Kyle goes, look at this sunset. It's beautiful. And it is beautiful. And Erica goes, okay, so what are you wearing? I'm wearing a little dress where I can show my cooter. And Kyle's like, are you wearing a long dress or a short dress? And she's like, short. And Kyle's like, okay, see you soon. Bye. And then to Kyle says to herself, I got to get ready. <laughs> what are you laughing? What was it? Like, why? I don't, what was the, like, what was the, I always want, what's the fucking joke? What did I, what did I miss? Next scene shows a beautiful full moon in the sky. Uh-oh, full moon, you guys. And Crystal and Diana walking along an outdoor path to the resort. 
Mesquite Beach Bar and Grill. Chris was like, it's pretty here, huh? And Dinah's like, yes, it's very pretty. Ah, yes. I had my staff uh, come ahead just to see what the moon would be like. And they said, very pretty. And I'm like, oh, I will eat dinner out there. And then Chris goes, I think I may be the only one in flats today, you know? And Dinah goes, well, you're tall, though, so you can get away with it. I had my team build me robot legs to make me 30 feet tall, depending on how tall I am, so I can look down on the little people at all times. And Chris was like, the flight was great. The flight was great. And I was like, I enjoyed it. (laughs) But that mistake of having a glass of champagne, because all I want to do is sleep now. And Chris was like, what will wake you up? And she's like, cocaine. No, she's like, a glass of white wine. And Chris was like, ah. And I'm like, why? once again, why are we always laughing at bad jokes? Like a glass of white wine. Like, is that like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. We got Chris Rock on our hands here. Whoa. Oh, my God. You just hit me with that kind of humor. Freaking out. Rena and Sutton arrive next. Sutton's like, this is all beach walk, I think. I'll say, I'll say. And Rena's like, this is all beach. You know, Rena goes, this is our beach. I'm, I'm not scared of it. And Sutton goes, I can do it if you can do it. And Ren's like, I can do it. And Sutton's like, okay, let's see. If I don't fall, I think I can kind of do it. And this is all this dialogue is just to... They're just walking in some sand, you know, with their their heels. And Rena goes, he's not that much sand. (laughs) Hi, ladies. And Crystal says to Sutton, you're scaring me with your dress. Don't trip. Uh, And Sutton's like, that's going to be a problem. (laughs) They sit, and Erica, Kyle, and Garcelle are making their way to the restaurant along the same path. Erica is carrying a purse that looks like a bedazzled bowling ball with a tassel hanging down below it. And Erica's like... I got a cutting tassel on my puss. It looks like a great big cutting tassel. And Kyle goes, while you beat somebody up with that, I'll just sit here and fan myself. And uh, Crystal goes, that bag is amazing. Erica goes, in case you want to knock somebody the fuck out with it. Like, what? What are you you talking about? What are you talking about, Erica? Don't be violent. We're at a nice sling. I want to fucking kill somebody with this bag. Rena circles her arms in the air like a cowboy with a lasso, demonstrating how to knock somebody the fuck out with a bag. She's like, <laughs> and then Erica goes, I like fun bags. Womp womp. Another joke that didn't land. I like fun bags. Erica in her bed that night goes, you had that cool fun bags line. The audience is going to love that. They're going to be rolling. (laughs) Uh, They get seated at the table. Garcelle says, who are we missing? Ah, Dorit. Kyle goes, Dorit, she's in her room getting ready. She's a little delayed, but she'll be down soon. It'll just be a little while. Kyle goes, who's ready for a cocktail? And Erica's like, what's everybody drinking? And Chris goes, tequila. And Erica goes, can I have a spicy margarita? Just no salt, please. And Kyle goes, count me in. And Rena goes, Belvedere. A little bit of soda and a lemon. <laughs> Two lemons. <laughs> and Garcelle goes, do you have Casamigos? Can I have that neat? And then can I have a Corona? I'm like, damn, Garcelle. I love you. Like, amazing. Kai goes, how you feeling, Rena? And Rena goes, well, it really hasn't hit me, I don't think. It's only been two days. It's going to be really hard. And uh, she's like, I think it's different when it's your mom. And Kyle goes, yeah, no matter how old we are, we want our moms. We all need our moms. And Rena goes, I have moments when I see that moment, and that's hard because it's not how you want to see your mom necessarily. And Kyle's like, she lived 93 and a half years of an incredible life of being vibrant with it. And Rena's like, yeah, she could hear, she could still see. And Kyle says, so honestly, it's really, it's a miracle. And her entire family surrounding her, it gives me goosebumps. And Rena goes, yeah, and she loved being famous. She would say, how many likes on that post? And Diana goes, oh, that's cute. I love that Rena 
as a tribute to her mom goes, you know, she was also fame hungry. <laughs> she, she was thirsty. She was even thirstier than me. <laughs> she was like, you know, I just, I was like, oh, okay. And, uh, and Rena goes, and I would say, oh my gosh, you got 500,000 likes. And I was like, is this where Rena got it from? And then I was like, why didn't Drake ever follow Lois? Maybe Drake did follow Lois. All the ladies pick up their glasses and they're like, here's the Lois. And Rena looks up to the skies. Cheers, Lois. Very sad. Uh, Dorit finally arrives at the table and Rena shouts, there she is. And Dorit goes, I literally had 10 minutes to get ready. And Garcia's like, how come? They put me in the ground floor. There's like 10 people sitting outside. And Rena's like, are you okay now? And Dorit's like, but it was like, it was very... Very triggering. Dorit and I talking to Ed said, The hotel gave me a beautiful suite, but I have a lot of anxiety and I'm going into this trip and feeling safe is a really big obstacle. I'm trying to overcome it right now. And Dorit goes, Anyways, sorry for being late, guys. I don't know how long you've been here. And Kyle's like, It's all good. And remember when Dorit used to be late because she was posing for Instagram photos? And, you know, and by the way, you know it had to have been bad because the cameras didn't film it. Which I, I, I was curious about. Like, did, did Dorit have a real breakdown? And the camera's like, we, we're not going to use this? I was wondering about that. But also, like, wow, you know, if Dorit's still having these kind of huge triggering moments, that, you know, I, you know if the, the server arrives, take their orders, Erica's like, I'll have the mahi. And Lisa's like, tenderloin. The filet. <laughs> well done. <laughs> well done. And I'm so, like, listen, psychopaths like steak well done. You want, like, you know what I'm saying? You do not, well done. What? Garcelle wants to do some shishito peppers. Sutton's like, I'll say, I'll say the demi-glazed potatoes. <laughs> and Chris is like, I want the big filet. And Donna's like, I'll have scallop. Rena goes, show I was gone for a week. <laughs> Did I miss anything? Sutton rolls her eyes because she's not like, oh, shit, here we go. And Garcelle says, no, nothing at all. <laughs> and Sutton's like, well, I guess you missed my store event. And Rena goes, I did miss your store event. <laughs> How did that go? <laughs> and she kind of sounded like weirdly patronizing. So it goes, very successful. I'll say, I'll say, I bought $30,000 worth of stuff. <laughs> Sutton's like, I bought everything. Sutton's, it's your store. Yeah, but it was good stuff. I was very successful. Rena goes, the pictures look really fun. I'm glad that went well. <laughs> it's like, once again, very patronizing. And she won't look at Sutton when she speaks to her. Um, and then I was like, oh, I bet Rena and Erica had previously chatted about their thoughts about Sutton's event and couldn't care less, but they know they have to bring it up for this scene. So there's awkward silence at the table at this point. Camera pans around to all the discomfort on everybody's faces. Erica makes a big odd face of sass. Like, yeah. Rena looks around at everybody because now it's her cue to open the can of dead worms. Call back to last week's episode and says... You girls are awfully quiet. <laughs> and Sutton, uh, you can see she's nervous, says, well, I was busy that week, you know, so I missed a lot, too. And Rena goes, ooh. And Sutton goes, I guess you all had a conversation without me. And Crystal goes, but we had a conversation at your party, too. Uh, and Kyle to Crystal says, we filled her in after the conversation because it did feel strange to have that conversation without her knowing about it. We get a flashback to Garcelle at that event saying to Sutton at Sutton's event, summarizing what the group had just talked about. Crystal brought up that we were all being hypocritical because we did not validate her feelings in the first place. And I said to her, if I can be completely honest, I feel you were setting Sutton up. Sutton goes, I just I want to say, I just, I don't want it to be misconstrued in any way. And Kyle's like, are you referring to the comment? The duck conversation, I'll say, I'll say, because we know my character. 
we know Sutton Strack's character. Come on. I'm on the board of ballet companies. I'll say, I'll say, uh, three minor league baseball teams and a partridge in a pear tree. I'll say, I'll say. Garcelle supportively shakes her head. Yeah, yeah. And Sutton continues, and we know my family. Good stock, good stock. And we, we know we have a place of love in my house. And we express love to everyone. I just want to make that very clear. Which, by the way, I feel like this is like, are we being invited to an orgy at this? Like, like, hey, you want to come over to my house this weekend and express love? <laughs> no, no, please, no, no. Oh, they're expressing love over at Sutton's place again all night long. They put newspapers down. It was gross. <laughs> but actually, do I do want to express love with Sutton in particular. Um, Crystal slightly nods her head, smiles. And Sutton goes, I just don't want any untruths to be spoken. They can be very dangerous. Speaking slowly, she looks crystal and dark. I'll say, I'll say. We get a flashback to sitting in Kyle's La Quinta place and Crystal saying, there was a lot more said prior to that that was very dark. Crystal in this scene goes, as you know, I felt uncomfortable with what was being said, but we've gone through it. We talked about it and you, you, you know. You really understand it. And Sutton goes, and that was from last year. And Chris goes, totally. So why bring it up? Oh, well, I want to be able to trust this friendship that we're developing. Chris goes, it was our very first conversation. And it was, the tone was very, it was heavy and it was very uncomfortable. And Dree goes, you said that there was something a lot worse. And it could be dark. It was dark. Very dark. Chris goes, okay, so words are like a Rorschach, right? And Garcella says, like what? A Rorschach. And Erica goes, a blot test. And Garcella goes, okay. And Crystal goes, I know these are big words. <laughs> Damn. I will say, we noticed this last season, a hair or two, too. Like, Crystal always defaults to um, that she's smart. She is. She's smart. She, she always, like, I mean, kind of pokes at other people's brain power. Um, and... Uh, it's just one of those little things that, you know, she does. Um, and Garcelle's mouth drops wide open and goes, what? Uh, we understand big words. And Crystal goes, okay. Garcelle on a talking head goes, Crystal, we're all smart. We're all educated women here. Maybe not Erica or Rinna, but we're all, you know, for the most part. And she goes, I have some big words I can throw at Crystal too, but I don't want to use them. I don't want to make her feel uncomfortable. Um Diana says, you're also the youngest in the group, Crystal. Tariq goes, well, 38 is not a baby. She's a mom. She's a 38-year-old. We're not talking about a 21-year-old. Like, Tariq's, like, personally offended. Like, I'm young, too. Rena goes, and I'm 58, honey. <laughs> and Diana goes, decade or two with Foxfield. She, like... <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck Diana's saying. They go, ah, a decade or two with Foxfield. I grew a whole tail in a decade. And Rena goes, yeah? And Diana's like, in my 30s, I was so fucking naive. More about this foxtail. Did she have a literal foxtail? Sutton goes, I'm coming from a place of love, though. Love. And I feel like you try to assassinate my character now twice. I say, I say. And it makes me nervous about our friendship with you. And Chris goes, I understand. And then Erica pipes up, like the drunk aunt in uh, the background, goes, I am aunt uh, of what I'm hearing. <laughs> I must say. <laughs> and Garcelle goes, what do you mean? What awe, Erica? 
I'm in awe, just like this was kind of like what I was saying last year, which was, and suddenly like, I was never trying to assassinate your character, Erica, ever. And Erica goes, like, hold on, let me, like, hold on. You know, Garceau goes, there was a different situation, Erica. And Erica goes, nah, there are similarities. And Garceau goes, you can't compare the two. Garcelle in a talking head is Erica was being judged by the whole world, and Sutton was just asking questions if we could be in trouble because we knew so much. We get a flashback of last year's uh, one of the dinner scenes where Erica goes, uh, or Sutton goes, uh, well, I don't think you knew anything about his law firm was doing, you know, what he was doing. And Erica's like, I don't have any access to any of that. And Sutton goes, I didn't think you do, but I'll talk to an attorney about what was going on. You talked to an attorney? About me, Erica Jane? Of course I did. Garcelle in the talking head says, here we have Crystal deliberately assassinating someone's character, and I think that's the difference. Dorit goes, do you think you're exaggerating or you made something up? Crystal goes, I'm not making anything up. What I said was things that were said were hurtful, and that's it. I need you to stop denying my experience. Kyle goes, but you also can't, you know, try to hurt someone's character. What you said in La Quinta was, it was dark. It was so horrible. You couldn't talk about it, and you were crying. It was so awful. That's what gaslighting is and what I'm talking about, which, by the way, not what gaslighting is, but thanks for playing, Kyle. Crystal on a talking head says, if Rinna or Erica said something was dark, no one would question them. I say it. It's suddenly so horrific that I used it too much, too intense. I think they see me as someone that they can easily sort of attack, judge, poke. I do kind of agree with part of what Crystal is saying. And I also want to say, you guys listen to the show. Like, I say dark all the time, all the time, all the time. This is dark. That's dark. This is dark. You know, it's all dark all the time over here. Crystal says it was an uncomfortable conversation and we've gotten through it and that's it. And Garcelle says, how do you feel about it? We're talking about you like you're not even here, which always reminds me of that uh, movie Steel Magnolias when Julia Roberts is like, don't talk about me. Like, I'm not here, mama. And she's like, drink your Sally feels like drink your juice, Shelby. (laughs) Drink your juice, Shelby. Sutton goes, I know what I said, and I wouldn't say something so terrible, so dark. And Erica goes, what do you feel like she's accusing you of? What do you think? I don't want anyone else's opinion. And Sutton goes, well, I just don't want any any insinuation about my personal character. Crystal mutters, I can't. And Erica goes, you just want her to say that she doesn't think you're a racist. And Sutton goes, well, you know. And Dree's like, this isn't about the content of the conversation. It's about the insinuation. And Erica goes, that she's a racist. And Rena goes, this is where it gets dangerous. <laughs> because you're, dang- you're, dang- <laughs> because you're dangling. Oh, yeah, you dangerous carrot. <laughs> I love carrots. Erica goes, when you don't say what it is, people are going to fill in the blanks. And Rena goes, oh, yeah, they are. And Erica goes, and it's going to get a lot of worse. And Rena goes, it's already bad for you. And so they go, I know, I know, yeah. It's not good for you. No, I'll say, I'll say it's not. And Rena goes, it's not. And I'm fucking pissed, I'll say, I'll say. Oh, I'm worked up. I'm hotter than a tin can roof rusted. I do love that Erica and Ren are like just poking at her like, hey, 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 you know, which is, it definitely feels like a tactic. Sutton says to Crystal, pointing her finger, Magic goes, I said nothing wrong. I said nothing bad. And this is the truth, not fucking fair. And Crystal goes, I didn't bring it up. Yes, you did. I say, I say, yes, you did. And you did it. And you have a pattern with this, I say, I say, with your friends. You know, make up lies about your friends behind their backs. You need to stop it because I like you. And I'm telling you this because I like you, I say, I say. Crystal clamps her lips tight and shakes her head. And Erica goes, 
How do they figure in here? How does our friends fit into this conversation? Well, I know things. I just, uh, I know things. Sitting in the talking head says Beverly Hills, a very small town. I have had friends, her friends, that are no longer her friends. At one point were her friends, but now not her friends. Friends, 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 friends. Warn me, Crystal will make sure, I'll say, I'll say, she's the best friend with the most powerful girl in the group, and she'll do anything she can to get there. So Sutton's like saying, all of a sudden, there's this, this conclave of all these friends. Like, oh, shit, you know. Talking behind Crystal's back, saying Crystal's an asshole. And Erica goes, but wait. And Dinah goes, but you're doing the same thing. Then you got to say. And Sutton's like, it's about friends in society. And I'm just telling her some things because I love. I need to see Sutton on Southern Charm now that I think about it. And Rena goes, okay. <laughs> Rena the talking head goes, I've heard what Sutton's talking about too. <laughs> but I've chosen not to necessarily use it yet. She didn't say yeah, but like, that's what, like, and I'm like, Rena, give me a fucking break. You, oh, you're so good. Like, listen, you fucking put shit out there. Like, don't even get me started on last week. By the way, um, there's our Rena not coming to the defense of certain people in support of what she knows. That's, you know, true. Rena goes, so you've heard <laughs> that there's a pattern in this world of crystal. And so goes, there is a pattern. And Kyle's like, I, can I just say something? I'm not, I'm not trying to go back. And Crystal goes, then don't. Go forward. Isn't that what Sutton wanted? Which is really what Sutton was like last week. Like, I just want to go forward. I'll say, I'll say. And Kyle's like, I don't want to end up in a bad place with you. But as the only other person, sorry, the only other person that was there, I had no choice but to say that this is what I witnessed. And I don't think that's fair. So that's my position. Crystal and Tanya says, Kyle choosing to focus on what serves her and not focusing on what was actually important and might have been hurtful to me or people of color. (sighs) Crystal, come on, man. Like, I just, at this point, it it does get a little weird for me with Crystal. Like, it's, I don't know if this is stubbornness or what. Like, I want, like, I'm so here for Crystal, but I I also, I don't know. Crystal goes, can you just move on, move forward? And Kyle goes, no. I think what I'm saying is I don't think you want it um, said because you made it seem way worse than it was. Crystal goes, can you, Kyle? Kyle and I talking says, is it possible I missed something that upset Crystal and it triggered her? Of course. I will give her that. But tell us what it is. And Kyle goes, she's okay with it. Sutton is. So say it. Sutton goes, we had a long conversation. And Crystal's like, yeah, we had a long conversation. Erica's goes like, is somebody going to tell me what the fuck was said? Erica, shut up. No, we go actually go back to, we don't need you here. Renee goes, nope. And Seth goes, it's about my family. I say, I say, and how I've raised them to have multicultural friends. And Garcelle says, yes. And Renee goes, that's it. And Seth's like, yeah, we have a pool. We have a jacuzzi. Everybody welcome. That's it. You know, (laughs) everybody welcome. You know, throw some handicaps in there. Yeah, all welcome. Kyle in a talking head goes, now I get it. Crystal's all confused. And that night wasn't where this conversation even took place. That was the next day. We get a flashback to this jacuzzi. And and Kyle's like, I did hear the story, but I didn't hear it when Crystal said I heard it. I heard it the next day when Sutton shared it with me in private. I didn't think there was anything dark about it then. And I don't think there's anything dark about it now. Garcelle says, it's not like she said anything so horrible. And Crystal says, she said she told you. And Garcelle goes, yeah. And I said it must be something else because that doesn't seem dark to me. Crystal motions like, what? Didn't seem as dark as you made out of me. That's what I'm talking about. And Crystal goes, okay, but was it problematic to you? And Garcelle goes, was it problematic to me? What she told you? No. 
Well, we're all taking offenses to the fact that you alluded that it's being really, really bad, that it that could hurt her reputation. And son goes, look, I like Chris Lawson. I say, as much as I hate her, I like her. I'm like, damn. So thank you. And Chris goes, I'm sorry. No, thanks a lot. I'll say, I'll say. Next week on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, we see Rena surfing. <laughs> Surfed out bitches. <laughs> and then we see Sutton going, a lot of vegetarians will always secretly eat bacon. I'll say, I'll say. And Diana's like, you're not a real vegan then. <laughs> and Erica going, she's never going to stop coming for you to Crystal. She says that to Crystal. And Sutton goes, yeah, I want a break. And gets up from the table. And Erica goes, I don't think Sutton's ever been challenged like that before. And Garcelle goes, Erica? You're bugging the shit out of me. Dun, dun, dun. And I was like, oh, my God. Doing amazing. You guys, what a recap. Just a short little two-hour recap as we do. Just amazing. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for this week. Remember, you can listen to these episodes anytime. I think you can enjoy them anytime. There's no shelf life on horrible humor. Just know that. Uh, I hope you have the best weekend ever. Like I said at the beginning, please let me know anything fun that you do. Write me at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. Follow me on all the socials. Remember on Instagram, I'm blocked, so you have to type in pretty much my entire name. You'll hit my backup account first, but go past that. You got to so bad it's good with Ryan. Follow me over there. Thank you to Maritza Lopez and Sandra Freer for all of their amazing work this week. Uh, what a week. Heather McDonald, Beyond the Blinds, Sophie, uh, Kardashian. I mean, like, man, what a cool fucking show. What a cool show. I'll say that. Ryan, good job. No, you good job. No, you good job. Kiss me. Um, so I'll talk to you bright and early on Monday. There'll be some Patreon episodes this weekend. And uh, that's all she wrote, you guys. Have a great week. Betches.